0: Hi, this is Stu with Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. What you're about to hear is a live recording of our show from Orcon 2015, recorded on February 14th, 2015. This is not a normal episode. We are very drinky, we ramble more than usual, though we do tend to try to get the conversation back to RPGs, but mostly unsuccessfully. If you're a brand new listener, this may not be the episode you want to start with. Or then again, maybe it is. Either way, enjoy. Thank you for joining us season fourteen, episode 10 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Casey. This is Bruce. This is Jeb. It's Dave. This is Tyler. (laughs) It's Bill. And this is our live studio audience. Hello, audience! (laughs) And we're here live at Orcon 2015 at the fabulous LAX Hilton Hotel, where the bar opens at... Now! (laughs) Now. Did everyone have a good good day today, yesterday? It was awesome. You forgot to mention where we're located in the Hilton. It doesn't matter, we're not streaming live. People won't hear this for three days. Okay, oh, that's right, yeah, we're in the LAX Hilton sex basement. (laughs) Yep. That's right.
1: <laughs>
0: it is. It's its core. We're gonna make Oh, oh, oh. This, are we? are we're gonna drink a lava lamp. Yeah, That's got, what you're telling right. me. We're gonna drink a lava lamp. All
2: right, we got. We have. Uh, we well, obviously have, we have two. We have special, different. special podcast drinks.
0: So we have. Uh, there's a, wait, wait, wait. a horrible tradition that started. <laughs> hold, on, hold on. There's a horrible tradition. Go they ahead. Describe it because they
3: brought it. Okay. Yeah. Come up and why, describe why it why here.
4: Studio audience participation. You it's need, a. It's a purple mind. lava lamp.
3: Give it it was, it was so disgusting looking it was though I was uh, one of my paint jobs from when I was doing figures. It, you literally swirl it and it's like you did metallic paint inside this liquor. I'm sure they're going to all be shitting glitter in about a day.
0: <laughs> all right. And what is it called? What, what is the name of that shit? VinQ. Oh, okay. VinQ. Vin-Q. Yeah. All right. You
2: don't open it. No, don't open it you got to shake it first. Hang on a second. I got to
5: shake shoot it. video.
0: And it looks like a bottle of lava lamp.
1: Shake it up. Shake it that up.
5: That's oh good in my That tummy. terrifies me.
0: <laughs> you know that's going to look awesome when you flush. <laughs> my butt just puckered. <laughs> it actually it, it's filled it with some kind of sludgy right. glitter.
6: And
5: not the glasses It yeah,
6: we'll
4: will just you. pour and pass.
6: I have just, I have come to the
0: conclusion that no matter what gets put
5: on into this the table, it's gonna go in into my mouth. Please into the
0: microphone, please yeah, into the microphone, please Tyler. Be funny. Sorry,
6: I've just come to accept that no matter what gets put on this table, it's gonna go in my mouth.
7: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
6: it's happening. It's gotta reach the table, guys.
2: <laughs> oh, peace okay. Okay. I'm
6: intimidated by this thing, Rob. Snake. Rob, you're like six inches too short. stork, six inches too tall. Now you brought it,
4: so you got to take. Can I? You? Can
2: I be Baby Bear? I'm just right. Oh
4: my God! It smells like fucking oh. grape Kool-Aid. That's
5: exactly what I was going to say. It smells rape? like grape Kool-Aid.
0: Drink the Kool-Aid. Check one, two. Did the kool oh. drink? drink this right. is.
4: It's one step away from Dime-a-Tap. Yeah. Did the Kool-Aid man rape a? a a unicorn?
2: <laughs> Alright, ready?
1: ready? It's it's like go. the tussin okay. Cheers, motherfuckers! Yeah. Cheers! Oh, sh- I'm scared.
7: Do I get one? Yeah,
1: it's right there. Oh shit. That's too hard. Oh! Too that's, that's awful! awful. That's horrible. Oh my god. Wow,
0: no, that's no horrible. Way. No. Oh my god. And it, somebody thought this was a good idea. I can Wait, taste the lead. <laughs> Oh can, God! It's so bad. Why can, do we do this? I can taste the mercury. Too. Why do we do this?
5: It's it's so bad. Tyler's going straight back to the bottle.
0: Oh, <laughs> it does taste like Kool Aid. Oh coulis.
1: God! It's so bad. <laughs> Tyler's <laughs> dry heaving.
7: Hey Tyler, you want some of this
0: water? <laughs> hey,
6: Tyler, of this water? <laughs> it sucks you. I am never drinking anything out of a bottle you hand me again. You son of a bitch. <laughs> it's, it's shimmery liqueur. <laughs> it's like All
0: right. Oh God. Do we drink that much? I like Jesus. All right. Of course you so anyway, gaming. So. Oh no!
5: What? Oh no! No. We're not
4: no,
0: no. Oh, there's another one. Oh, Tyler, round one. Tyler, why? Tyler,
1: why? Oh God! There's so, another one, motherfucker.
2: In honor, in honor of <coughs> opening weekend of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, we brought kinky liqueur, <laughs> 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 which is uh, basically. A naughty fusion of super premium vodka distilled five distilled five times with succulent mango, blood orange liqueur, and passion fruit. Passion fruit. <laughs>
3: I'm
6: gonna you need another gonna glass because I can't. I, 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 I do it. I can't. Wait, hang on,
0: hang on, hang on. We don't want to mix vintages. Yeah.
2: No. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to mix vintages. Oh, you want to like? Oh, mix sure,
9: up. of course. Oh.
2: I want to see what it does to the color. That's,
0: that's okay. It'll be fine. That's good. Now, oh. Come on. If, if oh, that's you know, very pretty.
5: Tyler, the, the oh, my God. You
0: broke. You go oh, fuck. Out. No. Here, try it. Oh, oh, Dave's got a fancy
10: glass. No, no, let, let Tyler try it. Hey, I know that cup.
0: Don't give him nice things. Here, here, here. Come on. I'm a
10: lot. Fuck
6: you. I thought that was my cup. He, 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 pop it back here. Here. <laughs> we'll
0: this? How do you people pop do this it to me? Right. Oh, try it. Oh,
1: don't drink very much. And then put it back on my hand. I'm not selling it. There we go. I'm at the no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I found it in my old stuff from Boy Scouts. Oh, okay. I want
0: to switch it. Yeah, that's awful. All right. I used to have a good time. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's it. Good mix. Everyone's got, oh, God, me, everyone's got one. Yeah, go. try the mix. Oh, try the mix. See, it's I'm good. Try the mix. Stew. 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 Yes. You want just some straight? No, no, no. I'm All right. fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here you go. go. This,
6: for the record, this is not the pinkest thing
1: I've ever drank. <laughs> Not the pinkest thing you've ever had in your mouth? Ah.
4: Actually, that's way better. No. <laughs> that's
1: way better. This is way better. I hate vodka. It's still horrible. Dude,
2: it's, got like, it's got like a Windex aftertaste. It does. Oh,
6: that's, yeah. yes.
5: Yes.
1: It's got kind of a chemical.
6: All right, Casey, give me your water. It's more, fru- it's more fruity. Yeah.
5: It, it, it is. It is more fruity. <laughs> Microphones. And it, it's, it's nasty. <laughs> All
0: right. Microphones. Uh, it is more fruity, and it is nasty.
5: Oh, God, that's bad. Oh,
0: try, try mixing it. It's really good.
5: There's so
6: much sugar in that. Yeah. That's more sugar than I've had in the last month and a half.
0: Probably.
4: All right. I like everyone here less now.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the I didn't
4: before, but I have diabetes now. There you go.
0: <laughs> diabetes? That's,
4: that's
2: <laughs> diabetes. Oh. Dude, it's like, it's, it's fucking
0: captivating mix. when you mix them and you oh, look yeah. at it. Thank you. Yeah. It looks like unicorn diarrhea.
7: <laughs>
0: Look, I've it's, never it's, been happier like, to not uh, be
4: drinking alcohol booze, than right at this moment. It, it would be like tween booze, except for the fact that it probably cost fucking a lot.
2: Those should not go together.
0: No. No, they should not. All right. Oh, oh. And unfortunately, we're out of purple,
6: so I can't mix them now. We're all out of... Fuck you, Anna. (laughs) (laughs)
11: Like,
6: seriously, the shimmeriness of it... The shimmeriness of it it makes me just wonder... God damn it. What the fuck is in it that does that? And is it really safe for human consumption? Lead and mercury. Colloidal silver, so I'm going to turn blue? (laughs) Smurf jizz, just drinking. Alright, hang on. Hang on. Let's do, th- let's wait, wait, do this wait. right.
2: La 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 la.
6: No.
0: No, it's awful.
6: Motherfucker.
0: You're right. Are you going to be okay?
6: Oh, God, it's so bad.
0: You gonna be okay?
2: I'm so fine. what? So what was worse, that or Fifty Shades of Grey?
12: <laughs>
2: no, I want the spices.
12: I got something <laughs> to make.
2: I got something to make the taste go away. <laughs>
6: so I, have been on this this whole life challenge. So I haven't really been drinking for the last five weeks. I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, hey, a glass.
0: <laughs> oh dear. No, it is not. <laughs> I would like to apologize in advance. Hey! Stop! I'm done. Do
6: you, have, do you have to be awake tomorrow at ten.
2: Just one, just one more little one.
0: Come no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! No! Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: and that's why I married
0: the <laughs> right. Oh my! No. Alas, poor Bill. We knew him well.
2: Some of you better than others.
0: There we go. <laughs> All right, so gaming, games! games, games. Hey. So uh, I'd go back to the old format that we used to have a while ago, where we talk about games from uh, in the chronological order. So who played any games like on Saturday or Friday afternoon? Friday afternoon games that they would like to talk about. Come on up. Come on up. You don't want to talk? Up. <laughs> oh. All right. Yep. Come, come on. I Oh, you, like Okay,
2: next. wait, wait. She has like a 74-ounce fucking Budweiser or I something. Know. <laughs> Finish that, and then you'll talk. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, actually, uh, me At least it's not Tana up with a and saying, drink uh, this, and I'm going to go X-Men home. The X-Men game. <laughs> okay, go, now you can go. Yeah, uh, we were in the X-Men game, and unfortunately, our poor GM was not expecting me and mary and natalie to just go completely sideways he had some kind of plan and we completely wrecked it we we went sideways and pretty much it was uh yeah the, the drunken submariner who was out to basically just whack people out in the out in the street and uh what was it uh i was playing uh havoc and mary was playing uh Polaris, and we were trying to get our nasty on as often as possible. So, yeah, we went sideways. All
0: right, excellent. You know, you know who, who jammed it. So you can send a condolence letter, huh? Van Peep is his last name, Van Peep. Okay, all right. Uh, any, uh, uh, Saturday afternoon games. Any s- Saturday uh, well, afternoon?
5: I ran Friday afternoon too. Oh, Friday. Friday. Sorry, Friday, Friday afternoon. Yeah, uh, Friday afternoon. I ran a fantasy game in Fate uh, set in a world that I Hang created. On, sorry,
6: I really have to interrupt you. This is for Jim Toe. <laughs>
0: Yes, Tyler.
7: Does he still listen?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He quit gaming, but he still listens. I love that dude. How funny. Okay. Go ahead.
5: Uh, So, ran a fate fantasy game uh, set in a world that I created. Um, uh, It's uh, basically a murder mystery set in a university of magic, and several of the players are here, so I will let them talk about it if they want to. Okay.
0: What's your name, and what do you do that makes you famous? Super a fast. I'm, uh, stork super excited. My
6: name stork is Stu, and moved. I give you Felicia
10: every Saturday night.
6: No, he yeah. Stork moves faster when someone says free I beer. I think
10: that's me. Uh, yeah, um, I thought I'd jump up here and sort of break the ice. Uh, Jib ran a fake game, so uh, now this is like my sort of my first, well, second fake game, so I can now talk about it with absolute authority. No! Bury that shit! So, um, Jib is a very good GM. I have some problems with the system. Um it's it's the mechanics never go away. They're on the table all the time. You're constantly looking for stuff and fiddling with it and all that. That being said, Jib ran a really cool game with uh it wasn't Harry Potter, but we were all um the uh, top wizards in a in a university to school. And uh something something terrible went down that we then had to go find. Really? <laughs> I'm armed and ready to go. <laughs> He's
9: packing. It's like warfare.
10: Yeah, He's packing. Carpet bombing. So, uh, uh, so anyway, Jib's uh, um um story was actually really really cool. I'm still struggling with Fate, so it's not your fault. I uh, no, no,
5: I it took me probably 12 times playing Fate before I felt like I had even the slightest idea how to play.
10: The game. I don't want to do anything that feels good for 12 times. I can't imagine <laughs> why you would do that. To That's why you only have two kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, I mean, maybe you could sum up the system a bit. I mean, it's, Well, it's,
5: okay, the thing about Fate, and this goes back to something I've said a couple of times, which is the more you have to think about how to play the game, the more the game mechanics intrude on, on the role play, and it feels more gamey. Um, once you you eventually get past that and you can do things automatically like we usually do with with Pathfinder and and D anD D and whatnot, then those mechanics tend to recede a little bit.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, my stomach is just dying from that crap. <laughs> <we> Holy, <laughs>
2: I know we're we're all yeah, mine
0: too.
5: <laughs>
0: you might, am I going to hurl? Because that was um, really not good.
7: Everyone's right? going to run for the shitter. I'm going to be the only one left.
5: <laughs> <laughs> my... Um, what, I, what I would say is if you have not played Fate, uh, give it a fair try and don't judge it on one playing because it will take a little bit of time because it is a, a huge adjustment from more traditional games. Sure. Now,
6: I, I have to ask you, Jib, do you, do you find the mechanics get in the way of playing Fate at a convention?
5: Um, no, but it is, it is so much harder to make characters for Fate than it is for Hero.
0: Oh Jesus. <laughs>
5: because
4: Oh, oh yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: Don't because, get us started.
6: What's that shit that you <laughs>
5: <laughs> because well what it comes down to is this, hero is really just math. Math is easy, okay? He, fate is all about you have to put words together pro- that that make sense and have meaning. And I spend a lot more time thinking about the the, the aspects and the stunts for the fate characters than I do for for anything for hero characters because it just it just takes more effort.
1: I can attest to that. We Casey and I a couple of years ago ran chose poorly. We chose poorly. We, <laughs> we ran a Fate game and we're like, yeah, we'll just you know make well, some not, characters. Not just Fate. It was Dresden Files. Dresden right? Files, yeah. And we thought, yeah, we'll just make some characters and it will have a musical theme and we'll make out aspects and and all these interrelationships. And we kind of left character creation to the night before. That's a mistake. And at five AM we were like, Jesus Christ, what have we chosen? How did we do sharing a room with you guys? It hurt so bad. It hurt it hurt me in my bones.
5: To be candid, the, the way character generation is supposed to work for fate, it's supposed to be a communal effort between all the players in the game. It's supposed to be all done together and one person doing it by themselves, it becomes a much bigger task.
1: Right. For a con game where you don't want to spend four hours doing that, which is a great time, by the way. It was, it was a lot of work. I would rather make 20 hero characters than 10 <laughs> fate characters any time, as far as... M- he's right. The math is easy. So, the, okay. the, the ideas are tough. You
5: two played in the game. Do you you, you want to say anything? you want to talk about it? Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. yes. yes. Yep.
0: Especially since this is your first con... <laughs> Oh, this is your first con? Yes. Uh, what's your name? On what what makes you famous?
11: My name is Natalie, and what makes me famous is I'm a horrible person. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I try. I try. That's up a little bit, like this. If you don't get a bit sleep, <laughs> it it like are. a big I just want to be a whole man. So I'm talking about Jib's Fate Game, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I played Jib's Fate Game, and I thought it was actually really cool how the character sheets that he printed out had a lot of background to them. Which made it a lot of easier, because I've never played Fate before as a first-time player. Uh, as a first-time player of Fate, I thought it was really cool that he uh, kind of gave a background for me to go with. Uh, I had a baby daddy, who had no idea he was a baby daddy. <laughs> baby daddy, how are we doing tonight? He's going to say something. <laughs> And, he, and he, he made it really fun for the fact that just randomly throughout the game, I could shout out random comments of, you're a terrible father, and um, we have a child. And it actually made it really, really fun and very, very interesting. And the way that it was played and very easily explained, and for a first-time Fate player, it was a really good experience. Cool.
2: Thank you. I just want to note that if for the next portion of the podcast, you don't hear Tyler talk. It's because he's so fucking drunk, he had to go sit in the audience. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so hammered. <laughs> he's doing, like, whole life, which apparently makes you a puss. And it so does, And so he yeah. has to sit in the second That's room. what I heard. Yeah.
0: All right. Anyone else on... Anyone else on... on okay. So
2: Mr. going man
9: up. He's back. Uh, I, I was in that fake game as well. I don't have much more to add about the the game itself, except I do have in here photographic evidence of Stork rolling a perfect roll at a pivotal moment. Yeah!
6: <laughs> awesome. I do you know not what? believe you know it. I, it's I a lie. I have to say, I... I have forgiven Stork for all of his shitty roles, after the last Star Wars AP session we did. Oh yeah! Like he saved, he literally saved a party with good rolls. So, Stork, Stork, as much didn't. shit as we give Stork. <clears throat> all right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking raise a bottle to him.
4: Salud. No, I did you just go, I Here's just one just telling for my Rob homies. I
6: am more drunk than I have not
0: ever been, but.
4: The night's young!
0: <laughs> In recent memory. Have you reached just, I Love You Man phase? Not quite. Okay, not right. Not quite. Hey, let
2: me ask you this. So far is the podcast amazing. <laughs> How is
6: it? You know what? The podcast will never be that amazing again. <laughs> All right. Mostly because Tappy's not here.
4: I, I have long said that Stork is like the ring video of Bad Rolling. <laughs> And if you play with him too much, it spreads to you, and then you're fucked for a long time. So then you have to play RPGs with other people, so it moves on to them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I thought
6: thought my glasses were fogging up. It's literally my eyeballs. (laughs) It's the silver sparkles. What the fuck was in that? Lead. Cataract.
0: Lead. Ground up lead. Molten lead. He's not cataract. All right. Uh, any other games? Uh, yeah. Jim Sandoval. You know, never buy a vodka product made in Chernobyl. I'm just saying. No. That was probably a bad choice. It, what, what's your, it what's your, fucking what's your, gets the job done. What's your title here now? I am Master a of all he surveys. Supervisor
13: of RPGs. But on my badge it says Generalissimo of
1: RPGs. Oh, awesome. Nice.
13: Uh, but yeah, I played two games on Friday. And uh, the first one was with uh, Tomes. He ran uh, a Savage Worlds a system game, but in the Star Frontiers universe. If anybody's familiar with that game, it's yeah. one of those 80s yeah. role-playing games.
1: Oh my god, so long ago I played that and I loved it. I still have wow. everything
13: they've ever made for that, including like the Choose Your Own Adventure books. It's like, ridiculous how much I loved that when I was a kid. But, uh, uh, and, of course, he did a whole Lego thing that he's now kind of famous for doing, so uh, what happened was we were uh, going on a shuttle from a freighter to a space station, got a distress signal, and it turned into like this really awesome sort of like aliens the ship is like wrecked and on emergency power and there's like <coughs> monsters on inside the ship and the cool thing about it is that he, each room on the ship was a module in lego so when you moved in and opened the door to see what it isn't he would remove the module from from a box and put it on the board oh, so easy. it was a complete fog of war you didn't know what the hell was going on and he had this little speaker with this mood music playing so it was like totally intense and and and, and with legos so yeah star frontier savage rules legos i i had an erection most of the game yeah uh, and uh it, and it became uncomfortable but it was a tpk <laughs> over three hours Over three hours, man i know because they want to see it have too, have see Alice for four gaming. hours or
2: more or please call your generalissimo of rpg gaming <laughs>
6: How'd you resolve that issue, by the way? Wait wait a minute. (laughs) Motion. Did you see another gamer's erection at the same time? Because.
13: I was not in a room with this many mirrors, so no.
6: (laughs) 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 But it was an amazing game. A lot of bad decisions have been made tonight. (laughs) Right. And that's still young!
13: But all those elements, I thought it was going to be sort of a campy, fun game, but it ended up being kind of a more intense game than I thought it was going to be, and it was really fun to play, and Tomes runs a hell of a game. so. And I also played in Dogs and Vineyard, well, and with uh, Stu in the game as well. It was the first time I ever played that game. I'd read a few things about it. I was uh, curious. So if, if nobody's familiar with the game, it revolves around this group of sort of like a militia marshalmen that are for God. and you you li- You're in this place that's like Old West Utah, and you're Mormons, but of a religion that they sort of made around Mormonism. So it's plausible deniability, I guess. I don't know. And, uh, the whole thing, it, it has a really cool, like dice mechanic. It's very narrative based, but my character decided to Jesus out and commit suicide to save everybody else. And Jesus out. No, yeah, I totally Jesus out in, uh, and it says, I'm going to I'm going to put myself on the cross, man. And, uh, uh, it took the rest of the party, <laughs> literally like a half hour afterwards, to basically sort of lay hands on me and resurrect me from the dead afterwards. So the
5: erection from the last. Game. I still
2: had the <laughs> erection from
13: the last game.
2: Now that's a resurrection. <laughs> ah!
1: <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> Drop the mic. God damn it, Bill! I was one second away. I was uh, like, <gasps> Yeah, yeah I heard are that the about two you. Games I played. <laughs> <laughs>
13: And He's first time about I ever played dick, a Bruce. game with Stu, which was fun uh, as well. Uh, so, yeah, a great day on Friday. Uh, and the crazy thing about Friday is usually it's one of our slower days at this convention. Uh, and you can tell how crazy the convention is going to be with how many people, how many failed games you have on Friday. Because if you have a bunch of people wanting to set up games and not enough people to play them, you know it's going to be somewhat slow. There were no failed games on Friday. Wow. None. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's,
5: it, it was pretty exciting. Uh, all
8: right, I'll try
5: it back. all right. Uh, anyone else for anything? Or wait, wait anything Stu, on the, on the, on the, yeah.
0: you played a dirty hippie game Friday. Yeah, night? I did. Yeah, yeah. It was oh. I want to hear about this. Okay, uh, it was it was fun. Uh, I played a. Um, we, well, we, we all play dogs because it's like a it's it's like uh, the Utah that isn't, I guess, because they don't come out and say that you're all playing members of the Mormon Church, but you kind of are. And you go from town to town and go on adventures, kind of like kung fu, and uh, but Mormon. And uh, <laughs> the character I made was basically a religious zealot who like d- tries to live the perfectly straight and narrow path and wants to try to d- turn people to the righteous ways and all those things. And, and I, basically, I had a really talky character, and it's it's got a, a sort of like a dice bidding mechanic. Where you, you you put up a, a couple dice to make a number, and the other uh, the person you're in conflict with has to match it. And you have a dice pool that you've rolled, and it gets harder and harder. And you try to it has it has kind of a fady thing to it because you're trying to uh, bring traits into it, and uh, so you can roll more dice and have a larger pool and maybe get some larger numbers, so you can keep the struggle going. Uh, it, it was fun. It, it was fun. Um, I would say kind of the same thing that Stork said about Fate. Uh, and that may be because I've only played it once, but it, the, the, the mechanics never went away. And they, they become a central part of the, of the narrative. That might go away eventually if you, if you played it five or ten times. I don't know. But I, I, it was fun, and I loved the setting. The setting was awesome. It's like, uh, you know, uh, Tyler talked about how L5R is like uh, everyone's playing a paladin. This is essentially the same thing. Everyone, everyone has a moral code that they're following, and uh, that th- that constraint kind of makes re- re- role playing the characters a little more of a challenge because you can't just be a murder hobo. You have to, you have to be a, a murder hobo with a line that you're not willing to cross.
2: So that and that was fun. So you're saying this is a this is a great stretch for you because you had to play someone who was
0: aligned to a moral code. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Uh, absolutely, yeah, I, 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 and the setting is awesome. I loved the setting; it was so much fun. Dimitri, come cool. here, my man. Three minute clock. Three minute uh, clock. Y- 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 thank you. Um, so, <laughs> you know what? I listened to the podcast last last what six months ago. Yeah. When it, you guys were terrible to this man, I want to give this man a hug because that, that, that was too much. I
6: don't deserve <laughs> it. I don't. Do you, if
4: I we're hugging, so I'm bad. doing it
0: too. And Stu's I felt heart. So bad. Oh God. Oh, God. I'd get away from the play class window.
1: Aww. Aww. Put your leg down,
0: Tyler. Leg down. Hey. but you stole my move,
1: bitch. There
13: you go. What? No, actually,
1: no. Th- Tyler, thank you
6: up. Th- thank you very much for that. Uh, I-, I appreciate that. And, um, and Stu, thank you very much. Um, my name is Dimitri. I don't think I need an do Not for that. Not for that. Um. I was also in the game with Jim, and Jim, first of all, I want to give huge props to Jim for what he's done with the RPG uh, situation here at Stratcon. I, I really just I want to say right now, Jim, what you've done to the RPG section of Strategic Con, I want to have your babies because of it.
10: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank, thank you very much,
4: Jim. Junior 2. The second thing is that um, if any of you get a chance to game with Jim, snatch that opportunity immediately because he is the most rotten, perverted piece of crap in the world, and you will have the greatest time playing with him. He has no limits and no boundaries. He's a man. Well,
0: I I, sh- I shouldn't go on. So so um my, my, my thing. I'm sorry. ahead. Uh Eric Eric's here. Eric can we come on talk? You got a second?
14: Eric said Someone uh,
0: don't let the 2-year-old
14: over on the podcast. Hi 2-year-old. Hello.
6: <laughs> it's okay. <Games. laughs> Children don't start forming memories until
14: age 3. <laughs> there you go. Hey, great. Hey you doing, brother, good to see you. Man. Good to see you. I know. So, hello everyone.
0: You are Supreme Overlord
14: I don't get to pick the title. Okay. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much for coming out to Orcon, uh 2015. This is the time of year uh, where I get to announce, I say, this is the largest convention we've ever run. And, it's, and again, I, it's true, at least it will be sometime tomorrow, because we've already equaled the attendance from last year, so our goal is to hit 2,000. We very well might do it. Oh. That will be the first time since 1991 or two. Oh. So, this is huge. It took us a long time Don't to get Don't call back it a comeback. A 24 years, but we're back at 2000, and all is going well. And poor little James here really wants me to get him to bed. So, it's <laughs> well past his bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> But again, thank, thank you. you. I Rob. hope you had a great time so far, and I hope you have a great time the next two days because it's been a lot of fun. I hope you don't mind being moved to the bunker, but the other room's kind of filled with water. so
0: <laughs> We call it the sex cave. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're we're Good night, James. <coughs> thank you, Eric. Good night, James.
1: Bye. 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 Yay. Bye. Yay. <laughs> Kids ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. And Asperger's speech. All right. Uh, anyone else want to have a Friday night uh, the horror story? Okay, go. No,
4: horror no. <laughs> hey, a Friday afternoon, super awesome story. Okay, go. Yeah, yeah. This uh, was my second opportunity to play in a game run by the one, the only, the MOOC. Oh, West Coast Guru of And girps. it was awesome, and we had a great time, and this was literally the best kind of Friday afternoon game, where it was get in a dungeon and kill some shit. Oh, good. Awesome. Uh, and that's what we like. So, yeah, it was great. And Mook did an awesome job, and there were people that had only had some bad experiences with Gerps, and he turned them around, and yeah, he's got magic in there. Hallelujah. Yeah.
0: But I just wanted to give him props. Awesome, and he never shows up to these things because he's always still running games. Right? He doesn't he, want to take a break. He's actually playing Vampire right now. Oh, is he? Yep. Oh. I'm judging
5: him now. By the way, hydration is occurring, so it's good. It's good. Oh, that's a good idea.
6: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what was what that? What was that shit called, Rodney? Vinick. Vinick. Uh, I- I picked up this glass, and I'm like, my hand is gigantic, and this cup is tiny. (laughs) It's fucking with my perception. It's some Alice in Wonderland bullshit right now. That's called lead poisoning. Oh, thank you. Okay. Someone please call
2: 911. All I know is is, uh, I ran to get some water, and I I had to go take a leak, and it was like fucking Ghostbusters. I was like, that is not the right color for... Anything? Oh, I Anything. Like, don't, don't no, I no I, I, and it was a little weird because we crossed the streams while we we're in there too. But it was okay. It was that's, fine. That's right. It was fine. It was a strange. It was odd. I, no, there was somebody else there. We bonded.
0: All right. Any more? Any more Friday night? Friday night games. Friday night stories. Moving on. Go. Friday night. Also, uh,
4: for the first time ever, we weren't drunk off our ass, and several of us attempted to actually play Fiasco correctly. Uh huh.
6: Now, um, now I, I, I do have a question. Is it easier when you're not fucking tanked? Yes. yes. Because it's been a long tra- standing tradition where we, we play Fiasco after the podcast when we're just so gone it's ridiculous. Shit. Right. Is it easier to play when you're not? It drunk? is, absolutely.
15: It's way easier to keep it up for that many hours. Yep. <laughs>
4: yes now it was also the first time we've ever played fiasco according to the rules
10: um, ah.
4: but and let me and let me say we and who do we have to thank for that Dave Yeah, I I can only thank will Wheaton and his tabletop YouTube videos uh, for I was I was like reading books I don't have time for that I will watch a 20 minute video and know how to do this so that was amazing and good um, brilliant were you
6: playing that in your
4: uh, yes, it was several I heard of us. You. Oh, are you guys next
11: to us? Like the sixth floor.
4: Did you hear? Did you hear Smokey Joe?
11: we should call nine one one.
4: Yeah, know, good. some some
6: of our fiasco games, probably not a bad idea. Right, uh, but
4: but there is a recording of it that hopefully might end up somewhere. You'll that put it on the actual to play, play to feed, Yeah. 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 But yeah, hopefully awesome.
2: we'll see we'll see how the quality came out because I, I did it off the task cam but with no external mics the built in mics yeah it might be so, okay so we'll see but it was um, shockingly it went dark
6: oh, right wait no. what
5: Amazing. that is true of every fiasco game I've ever played is that it goes totally dark the
6: first fiasco game I ever played like half of our characters were drug addicted prostitutes <laughs> and actually that was Chris's first role playing first time role playing ever oh that was fun. <laughs> That that I
2: have a particular memory of because it was Chris's first role playing game, first time uh, Elspeth had played Fiasco. We all sat down, we all got our characters, we all had our roles, and uh, I think Elspeth started off the session and she turned to Chris and said, "I can't believe Mama left you the strip club in the will." And that was how the
1: game started. <laughs> that was the start, and that was that was
5: that the, that was the moral high game. point. <laughs> Yeah, that's the start of every fiasco game.
2: Yeah, we were we played a Boomtown was our
6: scenario. Yeah, okay. I think about that game, and I know that that is where I peaked as a role player. <laughs> I will never achieve that level of of quality role playing again. And I, I think it was the moment when someone stole their their uh, cancer stricken mother's medicinal That's marijuana. when I convinced
4: <laughs> you to do that because I was your dealer.
2: Oh, that was good. It was good. Yes. It was good. I All will right. say that uh, I want to uh, from the game that we had last night. I would have to. I think I have to give a particular shout out to Stork, who played the most, yes. one of the most reprehensible fucking characters ever, the Reverend Morton Cold, who was a faith healer. Our relationship was he was the faith healer and I was the patient, but it was under the criminal heading, so not an actual faith healer. Shockingly, not really a man of God, and I played Hopalong Clem Jensen had a bad leg and we'll just say that at one point we had a lot of we had a lot of times where he's basically was like oh no you should drink this elixir which was whiskey and it'll make you feel better <laughs> which it did until the next morning when I, I had terrible headaches and then it was like oh no no you said drink more of it until finally the there was a scene that i think elspeth set up that was okay so this is the scene where because you have a mortician's bag you know morticians also have to do you know, disposal of bodies. So there's probably hacks on there. So this is where you're getting rid of Clem's body, ah. and that was the scene. And
6: Stork was horrible,
5: <laughs> as you should be when you're playing Fiasco. Absolutely.
6: All right, all right, Stu I have reached that point. Stork, I love you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> like,
6: I I I I don't say this enough. I really miss having you in the Eldamy game because we have to blame all our problems on Bruce. <laughs> And not having you there to blame all the problems on is really rough. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: Bruce wanted to say something. Go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, if we're on to new games. Uh, Casey and I ran our TPK level... Friday? 3.0. 3. 3, level 3, 3.0 3. Right. game. Uh, I, don't, I don't see anybody from... Oh, there's Kurt. Yeah, we we had a good old time. We killed, I think, 40-some characters. Oh, Yep, and... 45. Uh, 45 characters.
5: 30 before this.
1: 30 before this. So we, we achieved new highs. We actually had made more characters this time, so we could kill you more. <laughs> because, fuck you. Did anybody tonight individually kill 20 characters? Um, no.
7: I still hold the record.
1: You do hold the record there. But, yeah, we...
7: Uh, <laughs> oh, we stopped being as much of a dick in place. We
1: killed so many. Casey, sure. that...
6: Those are words I never thought I'd hear out of her mouth as... We stopped being as much of
7: a dick. Yeah. Well, just in the aspect of where player characters were placed. Yeah. Instead of placing them in the direct center of, like, eight mobs. So you said instead of putting them in the worst possible place, you put them in the not worst possible in place. In the not worst possible place. Still shitty. Like, I don't, like when, when the cleric had to spawn, I put him in the farthest possible place <laughs> through all difficult terrain to get to the people they had to I got to tell
6: you, the first time we play tested that game... I literally thought I was going to kill you. <laughs> like, I I thought I was going to fucking just jump across that table and choke
7: you out. <laughs> and you were warned how bad it was going to be too. You just had no idea, did you? You warned me, and it was worse than what you warned me. About.
5: <laughs> oh, we're, we're yeah, it's, we're
2: dead. It's like that. It's like that cartoon if you've seen done where it's Lois Lane and Superman. And it's the first time they're going to have sex. And he takes off his clothes, oh, okay. and she looks at him, and she's like, oh, my God, where are there barbs on your penis? And he's like, to hold you? <laughs> it's
1: like, because he's
2: an alien and shit, right?
1: Just accept- right?
2: It's like, even though you're not sure, you
1: know, you knew he was an alien. You didn't know it was going to be that bad. Just accept it, yeah. So, I, um, because I don't remember a whole lot about it. We have to at least, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I do remember it. I, I, I apparently had drank some, some some alcohol that night. But there are two people that I
0: can now count that that are here that might want to talk about it. All right. Hi Kurt, you have to sit on my knee. That, that, that limits your talking time. No, ow, no, ow. You're heavy. Here, right. You can only
1: talk. You can only oh, yeah. talk as long as the erection doesn't bother you. <laughs>
9: <laughs> so, this this is my second TPK game. I was in the first one, and um, so I was in the first one where the flying bookcases clobbered more people than anything else in that first one. So we get to the third room and library. Library. Oh fucking hell! The library. All it is is bookcases. Everyone hates the library. Everybody hates the bookcases. But this time, the bookcases didn't actually move unless we moved them. Yeah, bookcases and the little girl and the little girl. Yes. The 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 library. There was also the librarians, but yes, but that was was our new addition, right? But, but the, the classic point, the greatest point in that game, however has to be when we got into the second room oh yeah we get into the second room and the the entire are you going to be running in this this no no No, you're done okay now we're moving on to four okay so the entire room is glass in each corner there are three glass statues in the center of the room there is a glass turret inside of which is a cannon yes we've walked into a room with a literal glass cannon which is great because the previous room was filled with figurative glass cannons, so it was good and our rogue leaps on top of it, gets into the chair where you can fire the cannon, and it starts attacking the turret with his rapier. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, don't, don't fire the glass cannon. No, no, no,
9: let's, let's just attack that. Right, so yeah. after about three rounds of attacking the glass turret with his rapier, he manages to shatter the turret. While he's sitting on it, it breaks into a million zillion Razor sharp shards of glass. Oopsie sharded. Oopsie oops, sharded. Yes, exactly. This
6: may be the Vinnick talking, but that shit's retarded. <laughs>
9: <laughs> there, were, there were a couple of us who were like, this is probably not the greatest thing to be doing, but we didn't have time to stop him before wait, wait.
1: it broke. As I recall, some people joined in on the. <laughs>
7: some people did. Yeah. I'm not one yeah. of them. Tried <laughs> <laughs> one tried to stop, but failed
9: miserably. Oh, yes And we, ended we, up damaging the turret herself. Yes, failed. exactly. Right. When you try to shoot the rogue, but you miss, and you hit the turret and cause the turret more damage, yeah, that doesn't help. Um, And so he TPK'd the party before Bruce and Casey were able to tpk the party it was impressive <laughs> it was impressive three rounds do they
1: get do they get experience they level if they tpk <laughs> the party mu- yes. to nobody nobody yeah, how awesome. much
9: how much xp do i get for the dead bard yes.
1: cuz you died too but the the thing that i found amusing was it might have been the best possible way to get out of that room <laughs> with the least amount of death because you true. really only killed six people seven seven, seven. there were seven
9: you players you really so. only
1: killed seven people We probably would have killed a whole lot more in that room otherwise. Yeah. We basically warped past that room. In all the ridiculous stupidity of doing that, you actually probably came out better than any other possible alternative.
0: Possibly, yeah. If you're not concerned about death. Thank you. Uh, That's it for Friday night. Friday night, moving on to Saturday morning. Saturday morning.
5: Um, Saturday morning. Go on the table. I'm going to... Okay. Uh, Saturday morning. Pee, is
0: you said? I have to go pee. Okay. Well. Yes. well, well I'm going to see if it glitters. Uh, color, it is. <laughs> it's going to be all fucking marbled and shit.
2: It's like you're pissing chess x dice. It's weird. <laughs> that is truly disturbing. Hey, wait, and, and it's going to be
6: that lumpy
4: too. Okay.
6: <laughs> okay, so this morning... Are you just making up words now,
4: Dave? Luzachi. The, the, the Talk into the microphone! <laughs> Nobody heard the joke to start with, so it was a joke for everyone here. But I now it's joke for not, everyone in the world. Yeah, all right, now I have to share. Share. So here, fuckers. I said, it's like P and Luzachi, the guy that sells the game science dice. They're all sharp on the edges. <laughs> you have to color man. in. And he does YouTube videos about how random they are. <laughs> so there, you start to take a leak, and this guy starts telling you about how your pee placement is random. Bill is,
6: Bill is I, laughing. So I hard. have to say, normally jokes are not funnier when you explain them. That one got better. <laughs> that one got better. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say this is probably our worst podcast ever.
1: Oh, wildly <laughs> Or wildly. the best podcast so, ever. So, the personal pictures we have of all
6: I got to say the last time I was drunk on the podcast, the chat room went fucking ape shit for it. They are going to be loving this when they Oh yeah. Hear it. Wait, no, no, no. Let me zoom.
5: <laughs> so, this morning <laughs> No, no, no. I need to zoom, she said. <laughs> so, this morning I ran um another fate fantasy game. This one set in uh, Thieves' World, which is a set of books written back in the '80s by Robert Asprin and Lynn Abbey.
2: How many people have read Thieves' World?
5: Yeah. How many people in the room? So, um, good. so good. So two so people. Two people in the room. Uh, it is a uh, gritty street-level fantasy game, um, and uh, predictably, for a, a game that I've run, there were murders involved, and <laughs> no way, no way at all. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, again, it was a fate game, and had uh, Elspeth played in it. Someone asked her if she would like to comment.
2: Hey, baby, want to come comment? Do you have
6: to tell a joke? No, you no. don't tell a joke.
5: You don't have to tell a joke. You, you don't. Have you can to tell a joke,
6: but we are going to laugh.
5: Well, um, in in the in the world of, of Thieves' World, uh, it was in the middle of the dry season. Suddenly, storm clouds appear on the horizon, which is probably a bad sign, and. Uh, people started disappearing. Also probably a bad sign. And uh, then uh, yeah. I turned the players loose in this to see what would happen. And um, in my opinion, amazingness happened. So
15: go ahead. Uh, so for anybody here who doesn't know Thieves World, sorry, I forgot. For anyone here who doesn't know Thieves World, um, it's a, oh my God, go read the fucking books. Because it's um, it's one of the most awesome shared world short story collections written before probably half the people in this room were in high school. We're, we're born. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's an old room. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, fair enough. But uh, it was fate and uh, Jib is actually uh, really, really great at at describing a game system as he's going and sort of giving you everything you need to know and then filling in the rest as he goes along which is great for fate because as stark was saying earlier it is a very system heavy system um i really like it but there's a lot to learn and it doesn't really look like most of the other systems i've been playing for the last however many years oh my god who has a headache Stu? what are you doing at that end of the table sorry um he's in my seat
0: He's in my seat.
15: I don't know exactly what you're looking for in the way of comments, but just whatever you're in, whatever you want to say. Um it's I really like the element of having no idea what I'm doing until I get there. Fate is a great system if you've got a GM who is willing to deal with your complete lack of interest in game mechanics. Mm-hmm. And um, Jib handled all the game mechanics because I could give a shit. And, <laughs> 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 and what about the book?
2: You told me at dinner it made you want to read the book again.
15: It did. Actually, playing, playing Jib games in Thieves World really made me want to go read the books again. because um, Because the system wasn't anything I had to worry about. but the setting itself actually is really fascinating. and Jib like hit about 5% of the high points of the game of the books and then left the rest of it. It's like, we're not going to do anything more. Okay, I have to go back and memorize the other 75, 95 percent of the vocabulary. It was awesome, actually. And the fact that you kept it to four players? was very, very helpful because, um, because the Fate combat system is taken in this weird taking-it-in-turns system and with more players than that, the last time I played it, it had more players, about twice as many players, and uh, we didn't have enough, turn, uh, enough, um, enough turns. There were a lot of people sitting around waiting for their turn to have combat. And with only four players, Fate never has anybody sitting around waiting for their turn. It really—you're um, engaged the entire time, and you can never kind of go to sleep for more than about ninety seconds.
5: Cool. Um, now, I, I will say that um, I have—I dis- have come to the conclusion that four is the perfect number for a role-playing game. Four players,
6: like a role-playing game, or just Fate specifically,
5: any role-playing game, or a con game. any role-playing Maybe, game. Yeah. Four is the perfect number. So, how
2: many? How many of us now uh, that are running games? Have reduced to four. Jib, right? Stew reduced to four. That's it. That's it. I increased
6: to seven. So
0: that's because you need to be loved. <laughs> I'm. I'm not.
6: I'm not going to argue that.
2: Wait. So did you? Did you think that? It, so what is it about going to four that you think makes running a con game better?
5: Um, I think in general it makes it more possible to give everybody. A sufficient amount of spotlight time and give everybody something that is specifically about them in the course of a game, specifically if you're running a four hour session.
2: Stu?
0: That, 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 I, I agree with. Ta- the talk point. into the microphone, Stu, please. Am Jesus I talking Christ. To the microphone? Okay, get a close Am I still get close up? enough? Right. Like there? Oh, real quick urine report. There was no. come out? The, There, there was no glitter. Although I do have a nice picture of my penis, which I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so
0: Why wow, you? You've, you've dropped some weight, and now you can, You're like, oh, holy shit! There's a thing there. Well, I, I had to kind of hold it and angle it. Did no, you? not
6: that much weight. I gotta tell you, it's been like two and a half years since I saw a dick at a podcast, and it was Bruce's
4: fault. You are welcome. <laughs> By the way, Bruce is always the dick at a podcast. Dude. You are welcome, Hello.
0: Tyler. So, um, but Check I your say, email I later. I would say the the, the four player limit. Uh, I still had in my first game one one guy who was on a cell phone almost the whole time. Uh, really, and it was uh, not. So I I think I don't I, I don't know player engagement and the number size of the party are correlated. But it, it doesn't guarantee. I think having a smaller group doesn't guarantee player yeah. engagement because I think there are some people that are just maybe aren't really that going to be that engaged in what, what is going on. Now that was a. Are we still, are we talking about Saturday uh, games? Yeah, yes. because I can dovetail into my Saturday game.
2: Ooh, that sounds sexy, dovetail. And by the way, when you take a picture of your penis, is that called a stilfy? What's that called?
6: <laughs> now, if you look at your own erect, sure. Does that make you gay?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I try not to. <laughs> you sometimes that really it spoils the moment. You
15: kind of have to sometimes. <laughs> it spoils the moment. I mean, if you on, take a picture a of your own penis, dinner. <laughs> if you take a picture of your own penis, it's a Polaroid.
5: Oh. Wow! Oh. <laughs> and it's good. Elspeth wins at podcasting
4: and it. scene.
16: Scene. Yeah. I mean, so, that's it. There so, you go. Pietro. Rob, what was your question? Questions. is fate more suited from what you've seen to a street level game or to a high game uh, fate itself is, will happily do either one I
5: do think that fate is more suited to a, a, a campaign than it is to a one shot
6: okay. now um, seriously please forgive me if I asked this earlier but that was a lot of that fucking weird swirly liquor you
5: <laughs> am I <laughs>
7: yes
6: peace how, out how do you handle how do you handle the constantly changing aspects in fate i know um mouser who's been on the show before brings literally brings a fucking label printer with him to make new aspect make new aspects and print that shit on like i keep a
5: sharpie in hand and a stack of lined post-it notes and i just scribble them down and throw them down on the on the on the table um did we have any delays getting aspects out except for like one time when i was trying to think whether it was actually an aspect or not
15: we did not i Wow, that's amazing Bill is on one knee And it's maybe the second like time Like it's the
2: first time No, but only the second <laughs> Can um, he get up?
15: It's um, No, we had no delays And you made perhaps 13, 14 on-the-fly aspects Up during the course of the game And it did not slow things down at all And they were all legible Which was a real plus
6: <laughs> Okay, given given what I've heard tonight I will play in a fake con game soon Awesome the best part is that you get to tap your ass... Excuse me, Aspects.
8: <laughs>
0: That's how you get Polaroids.
6: <laughs> oh, well, there is another one tomorrow. Just remember your character sheets. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Amazing! Uh, <laughs> Dovetail. Sheets are holding me back, Dovetail, I ran a fifth edition D&D game. This is a continuation of the uh, actual oh. play campaign that we've been running. Did you just knee him in the teat?
1: Don't pee, don't pee for me
0: too. Wow. I mean,
2: you mean you I, could, I would.
0: You can. You're drunk enough you could pee for all of us. Oh, they. someone switched the signs. The men's and women's signs are switched. Right, yeah, yeah. Make sure you go to the ones that says women's because it's actually the men's. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's okay. It's okay. He pees sitting down no matter what anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> So, I, I ran the fifth edition g- game, and it was a uh, the c- scenario was based off of an event that happened in the campaign and This is your like brilliant Elmy actual play with some of the best role players in the industry it right? is, it is, it just is. checking some fine, fine role players and bill and <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and Bruce come on and the, uh, the, the game I realized basically the concept was the, the party was at the, the Dan Helm estate. Uh, uncovered some subterfuge, and then the basically the, the mother or the the lady of the house and the heir were going to get sent away basically into political exile so i said i 'm going to take the player, uh, the player characters in the con game they 're going to be the escorts that are going to take them there. as I was prepping the game, I immediately realized that that in and of itself is not that interesting of an idea for a plot hook your, your delivery boys. Say right. here's some people. Take them here. There's only so many things that are going to happen. Someone's going to try to get them back. Someone's going to try to free them. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> he's, he's trying to fucking tell Chris something. Well, trying. stand up and go over there.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you were talking about her family from the game. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. All right. And I was like, ooh, that's all. I was okay. Doing. I'm right. It wasn't that complicated. <laughs> okay. That's
0: okay. But what does it have to do with Rob?
4: He was in the way.
0: Oh, he's got a big head,
5: and that changes from a normal day, how? And there were some artists, and there were sketchers, and I fucking hate sketchers. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate sketchers. Oakland Raiders wearing sketchers. Oh, I hate sketchers. Raiders sketchers <laughs> oh, I hate sketchers. anyway <laughs> <just> like,
0: <laughs> so any, <laughs> I can't I can't do it. <clears throat> so. But that, that's a that's a that's a, a a boring concept for 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 a game. So I thought, well, here, here's what I'll do. I'll wait. For, I'll let them get a day or two out of town. I will have the the uh, basically the the rival a rival lord is going to send his men to kill the party and bring the 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 lady of the house and the heir back to his estate. Right? It's a, a rival lord. When they do that, they're going to find on one of the one of the guy, guys that tries to waylay them, a message from Lord Broderbuck saying, uh, you're going to go, you're going to escort this assassin to the Dan Helm estate, and then you're going to head off. Da, da, da. Ba- basically, it was not, not quite that obvious, but pretty close to that obvious. So my thinking is, the party will get that and, and read it and go, we got to go back and warn the Lord because there's an assassin in his midst. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, we've got a job to do. That's what they said. So, and I had spent seventy-five percent of my time prepping for Let's go back. when they go back. What's going to be at the at the estate when that happens, and all of the house intrigue and stuff. And I spent meh, maybe twenty-five, no, about five percent of the time figuring out what they'd do if they kept going, and about twenty 20% percent of the time left. masturbating. Yeah. Okay, so wow of that, of all of my game prep time, I spent very little time on what they actually ended up doing and I all I had really done was come up with a few encounter uh, combat encounters so it was not it was basically a combat encounter after combat encounter after combat encounter, and they got a little more complicated and a little more dangerous and uh, almost almost successfully got the got the lady and the heir away from the party almost almost, almost. liberated them Ooh. yeah. So the so the
2: one the one thing that I'll I'll note then for our next game, whenever that is, apparently there's some. It sounds like there's some assassin at the Danhelm
5: Estate or a dead lord. I was gonna say. So <laughs> Chris's parents. So Chris's father know. is dead.
6: I don't know. I gotta say we are so, already so incredibly fucked for the next session. Chris, how do you feel about the fact that had your father might be dead? We had one last game, and it took <laughs> everything we had. Yeah. Like, we are desperately in need of a long rest, and now we have to go back and find her dad dead. Maybe.
2: I don't know. Maybe. We don't even know what the fuck else is in this place. We are so fucked in our game right now. It's great.
6: It's... (laughs) It's like TPK time, but, wait,
5: why are we but is that not the already? best position to be in for a player character? Is we are so totally fucked right wait, now?
6: Wait, did did you Bruce you just ask why
2: are we fucked? Because you're thinking like I'm just going to go write a bunch of really cool songs about these dead orcs, and then I'm like on my next career. Fuck what? you! No, <laughs>
1: you <laughs> shitty bar. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say it. I didn't say that. So,
2: but wait. you thought it. And, so, wait, and Stu, you said that, that the thing that was, so how much of a challenge was it that you had built a game around events that happened in actual play, but you said there
0: was only one person that even had listened to them, Of the right? four players in that game, only one of them is a, show, is a listener to the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the other three people there, the, the, the significance of what they were doing was meaningless to them. So that, I think, is the biggest mistake of, of that, con, that con game concept. So you're saying
6: those other three people did not care how badly they fucked us on Monday night?
0: Exactly.
1: I have a follow-up question. Was was every combat in your was every combat in this in the uh, in the uh, game tonight? Uh, the, was it today? It was today? Was it was it an entirely deadly combat where you had to use everything only to survive?
0: Um, no hmm. reason I'm asking that. Just the curious. First, the first the first combat. The first combat was fairly difficult. The second combat, they fought two whites. Second-level oh, characters. Four second-level characters. Why's second it level. always got to be the
2: whites? Why is it got to be white?
0: Why's it always got to be the white? whites? Did, did you remember that they have multi-attack? Yes, I did. I remember that they had multi-attack. I forgot that they could poison. So after that combat, when they all died, what did you do? They didn't all die. Really? No. Three of how, them ganged up on your one, and the guy like? who was on his cell phone was hiding behind, oh. hiding behind the carriage. And, I, and then I, the other one slipped out of the shadows and fired an arrow at him. And I said, you just took uh, eight points of damage. Oh, okay.
1: The guy, the guy on
6: the cell phone is the Bruce analog. I'm going to do something ineffective and then run away
0: and let the orcs oh! get fucked. Oh! Well, just because I play a bard. There is, it, 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 it's, it's funny because he then, the guy then started giving me shit when his turn came. and says, why did the guy shoot at me when he had all these other people in front of him to shoot at? And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, he didn't shoot at you. It's this miniature that's five hexes away from your guy, mm-hmm. out here all on his own. Where did he come from? I put him down last turn when you were playing with your phone. Nice, <laughs> nice. You know, Bard
2: stands for babies are really dangerous. <laughs> they need to run, <laughs> right? I hate you
16: guys. From, from a theoretical Mike. No wait! No God! Sweet baby Lord Booba. From a theoretical point of view, Is that would. <laughs> That's his that's his lodge name, yeah.
6: That's his lollipop guild name <laughs>
16: Thanks At least whatever, fuck you um, so, so from a theoretical point of view, would you have rather had four listeners in that could that knew yes. what they were influencing
0: that, well, I think it, I think it's a weak concept if it requires people to be listeners to the show I think that 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 concept in and of itself. It needs to be a, a, a good concept, even if there whether there are listeners or not. And I don't think it was a strong enough. There, there was not enough engagement uh, by the players in that idea. It would have been. It would have been dependent on people being listeners to the show.
16: Why though? Like I like I, I understand fundamentally that because yeah, I don't I don't
0: think I don't think, the, I don't think the, the the plot hook was well thought well thought out enough. Okay. I was relying I was relying on on the assumption they were going to be listeners. I think that was the problem. Also, Rob, Rob,
6: it's a matter of investment. A listener to the show is going to know what's going on with the Me campaign and want to not fuck us. Or maybe. Oh no!
7: no, 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 Or may now. I I know. I would strive eagerly to just wreck the campaign. But you're a dickhole. Also,
1: Rob, other listeners aren't. It happens to everyone. Also, oh, and there went Bruce's mic again. Ro- Rob, <laughs> go Raiders. <laughs> okay,
0: go
17: ahead. Uh, so, just by listening uh, to what... Do- you
2: have to introduce yourself. It's Hi, Blood Swallow. Is- Hi, this Larry is Sparrow. Sparrow. Hey,
17: hey. Blood Hi. I'm visiting from the Doctor Who convention, and I've, I've been listening to you tell your story, which is very interesting. And I, I think that the problem is not... Uh, that people were invested in the characters from listening to the elderly, uh let 's uh you know actual plays, I think the problem is is that you have you you almost encourage them to split the party. You have their their responsibility to protect the lady of the house and the heir, and then their responsibility to go back and warn the lord. What are oh, yeah. they supposed to do with the lady and the heir? If if they go back with the lady and the heir, they're they're bringing these very important people, including the heir and the lord, might already be dead, and the uh, and the uh, assassin would still be there. You're bringing those people into danger, and your job is to protect them.
0: You know that you bring up an interesting point because their conversation. I handed them the note. And then I had to go pee. So I. I'm I sensing did not,
17: a theme. I know.
0: I did not, I was not privy huh, to their conversation. Yeah, I see what I did there. Well done, sir. Well done. I, was oh. not, I, I wasn't in on their conversation and whatever discussion they had about what they were going to do. When I came back and I sat down, they said, okay, how long will it take us to get to the next town? I'm like, oh. Well, and let me get my two sentences of game prep for this branch.
17: Right. <laughs> so I think that's, that's kind of what they were thinking. If it it was, may have been. It may yeah. have
0: been. I don't know. That, and that makes sense because that, that, that is going to put them in, into a certain conflict, which I think uh, some players embrace and other players don't. I
6: I want to say right now that if we come back and that Lord is dead, sixty percent of the party is sworn to avenge him, as he is now a follower of Grumsh. That's true. That's right. And the
5: other that makes for be, a good
1: story arc. Right. And the rest of us will be dragged along with you to just you know.
6: Shut the fuck up! Everyone loves the orcs more than they love the humans.
5: <laughs> it's true.
0: Why are you such a? Why
5: are you it such may a? Actually,
0: it may actually be eighty percent of the party that wants to avenge his <laughs> death. Why are you so racist? Why so racist? <laughs> Green power. <laughs> who else?
2: Uh, who else ran uh, Saturday morning? Sure, Tyler. Tyler. All right, oh, this, this is a can bad decision. Jump
6: in, but oh, it. Dave would like to speak about his game first. Please talk about freak show. Like oh, half an hour. Stroke. You want to uh, come up here?
4: No, it's
14: okay. let talk bah, bah, bah.
4: no actually, stroke. <clears throat> I do think you should be up here. He's terrified to talk. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, Stork and I, this is Dave, uh, Stork and I did our next installment of our Freak Show campaign, yeah! um, and uh, this time was actually the first uh, ever international trip for the Freak Show. Uh, they went all the way to Canada.
2: America's slower northern neighbor!
4: <laughs> and nicer. USA's house. Yes. Stop yelling
10: at me! <laughs> Actually,
2: well, uh, he's in the attic.
10: <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Bunch of tree frogs. Actually, it was a fir- it was uh, a lot of firsts. We actually um, yep. didn't have a full game this time either, so we were yeah. uh, we, we had no dog boy this time around. So if you remember the freak show, it's all circus freaks and just a, where? Oh, okay, got it. So yep. yeah, so we were actually running with five people, and uh, we had to do a little scrambling because uh, that's never happened to us before. It's, it's always been full. It's always had six people, so we kind of always had planned around that. But uh, it, worked. it worked. It worked. It worked great. Uh, yeah, it was. They actually accomplished more than our playtest group.
4: What? Yep.
14: Yeah, yeah.
8: Okay. Uh,
4: <laughs> sorry, everybody. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, so we, uh, this time we took inspiration directly from a headline uh, that everybody at home can actually Google if they want. That uh, the city of Happy Valley Goose Bay uncovered in the St. Lawrence River a uh, World War II U-boat. About 200 miles up the river in true, the silt. True story? Uh, 100% true uh, story. And from there, we took it in our own special direction that it was a U-boat that had smuggled a magical artifacts to North America in an attempt to destabilize the continent before the end of the war, but then sunk in the river and bad things happened. Right. Um, the magical artifact in question was, in fact, Pandora's box that they had discovered, and it contained the great evils of of society and... The Seven Deadly Sins, yeah, really. Yeah, that's what we went with, because it was easy to quantify. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it still also contained hope uh, at the very end. That was the, the one thing that could save the world. Um, and they uh, they kind of had an experience chasing down a city full of zombies and a good time. Don't give that to Tyler! Take it away! Take it away!
6: too, late. Don't too far!
8: Wow!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I saved your ass. Nice. Yeah, but
10: Bill, Bill just saved Tyler. Nice. Go, go ahead, Rob. So, since we had six characters and we only played five, um, will we go to four? The question is, uh, will we go to four characters? We could run up with four. I think that we kind of have fun with six because our, our um we tend to overpower the games and make all the characters really superheroes as well. But, like, we had a demon this time around. It was a gluttony demon that actually swallowed Maggie the cat.
4: For the very first time,
10: literally within
4: one role of killing a player character in our con game. Yeah. It was it was interesting.
7: Uh, yeah, was four good. bennies were required to save. Yeah, her life, four, five, yep. bennies, five, five bennies. Five bennies. Yeah. Uh,
4: anyway, so uh, um, Mary's actually here. She played Maggie the Cat, the eponymous almost dead character. So she can uh, she can tell Hi, a little bit about her experience.
12: Hello. Yeah, hold it like it's a dick. I remember. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, she yeah. knows what's up. I but I'm trying to remember now, actually, is who rolled the attack and the damage. Because I want to say... It was you. Okay, I want to say it was Stork, because sometimes he rolls really well when he doesn't want to. And you had a lot of exploding dice, because I was—I actually had to get a raise. On, I had to get a raise on my saving on, throw to not die.
1: On 2d6 damage, <laughs> I ended up with 27. S- yeah. Oh! No, well, I knew it was going to be bad when he rolled 2d6, and he was like 6 and 6. So I was like... uh. Oh, this is not gonna go. this will not go well when both dice explode. And then roll them again. Both ended up six and six again. And I
12: had a toughness of. Because Maggie's not the tank.
1: <laughs> you know when somebody like sees something so horrible or funny, they like get up and walk away. Stork did that. He's I, like, "Oh God!" and he walked, He got up and he had to take like seven or eight steps away just to handle the situation. It, was, it, it I, got really bad for Mary right about that well, point. <laughs> to
4: be yeah. fair, she did try and take away the gluttony demon's food.
12: I tried oh. to take. I tried to take the apple pie. Yeah,
4: yeah, literally pulled true. away a bloody yeah. stump. That sounds reminiscent of tonight's dinner, Dave. Right. <laughs> the
2: apple pie.
4: Pie. Uh, I will own up to pie,
12: that. Yeah.
4: Where's that lady? I need my pie.
12: So yeah, my my character nearly died, and instead, the gluttony demon was the only thing we actually killed. Um,
10: yep. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, um, we have fun running these things. They sort of, a, but it's up to the players. I mean, did you guys? Okay. Uh, there's a couple of new players here. Uh, Casey finally got to play. I, in the I game. finally.
7: I've been hearing about this since before the first game, and finally had an opportunity to play, and I had a blast. I got to play the illustrated man, and it was a great character. It is, yeah. Amazing. So yeah, I'm like, I want to play this character was more. Amazing. No. Amazing. <laughs> no, it wasn't nearly that douchey. <laughs> and
1: your accent was bad. <laughs> it's um. He did have a good accent. <laughs> Oh, yo, God. Do the
9: accent. My horrible Russian
0: accent.
12: Do yes. the accent. There's a long-standing
0: tradition of that. That's, you played a Russian character? Da. That's funny, because you Rasputin. look like Rasputin. Yeah. It's true. I <laughs> have big beard.
12: It was especially good when he went running up to like the five-year-old girl trying to reassure her. Um, it's okay. Yeah, that was good. Little that girl. That good.
4: It actually, it actually, in our play test, a similar thing happened, because of the wolf man... Um, <laughs> There's a five-year-old girl on a porch that's trying to save her mom, and she's totally freaked out already, and then freaking the wolf man runs up and is like, Hey, little girl. <laughs> and then
7: today, it was this giant tattooed what? Russian guy. I-, I also love that, that uh, Dimitri is, m- or Ivan? Ivan. Ivan. Is, is mean, so this little old lady was walking around, so I smacked her in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, I, in in, we did
2: a play test ahead of time, and I played Ivan, and at one point, they're like, oh, everybody seems like they're just, they're kind of like in this zombie state, doing the same thing over and over again, and I kind of got separated from everybody else, and I was, in, it was uh, at a gas station, I went in the back, and I'm like, so, so guy is just sitting, like, working on an engine then, yes? They're like, oh, yeah, I'm like, okay, I break bottle and shove it in his back, what does he do? <laughs> Because, it says like his first, his first disadvantage is mean. I'm like, okay, that seems good. Exactly, that seems like he might check that. You know, not like all, hey sir, are you okay? Everything good here? I'm like, oh no, fuck that, stab this bitch. Here you go. This I found you. I, I found vodka in uh, Minimart. Did you? Oh, I started. They said Good like uh, before we started, I said I passed it through and I said, like, this is what I need for us before we leave on the mission. It was two bottles of vodka, <laughs> a a heavy fur jacket, and a fur hat. <laughs> because it's is fucking cold up in
4: Canada, you know? Now <laughs>
2: nah.
4: this is this is one of the things that about being a co GM that Stork and I have kinda come to an agreement about that. It is not possible to be an effective co-GM without a playtest for a con game. Because there is no way it's humanly possible to prep whoever comes up with the story idea to prep all the answers that players are going to ask and give it to the other GM to answer. Because when we're sitting there, people are asking me questions, people are asking store questions, and we're trying to take care of things as quickly as we can. It's not like somebody asks a question and it's, oh, let me ask. There's no time for that. So... If you don't do a playtest and get the other person on the same page, it doesn't work out right. Like last con. Right.
2: So my my question is, because you did did the playtest on this one, sorry, start, you did the playtest on this one, then did things come up in the con game that you had already answered for the playtest and you knew how to handle it immediately? Yep.
4: Yep. Uh, Well, some immediate improvements, we sort of fixed the nebulous missing police. We just, they survived and made it back out before the, the team showed up. We fixed the nebulous police barricade. It was you're dropped off in the town by this police guy, police chief. Um, and uh, I also fixed the car problem because everybody seemed to have a hard time figuring out which cars were which.
10: Yeah, I bought a map and all the cars were the same color and the same shape. So and everybody's they were like, all where, where are like we? 1930s <laughs> yeah. shaped.
4: So I printed out. I found overhead views of modern cars and printed them out to scale and taped them on the map instead. And they were all brightly different colors. So that helped a lot it, this,
10: this game was also A little different for me Because in the past I've usually done a lot Of the game prep Or a lot of the story prep And stuff And, and maybe it, it, this game Went better Because I didn't spend Five weeks You know Making an information dump Like I normally do And uh, uh, this time though Because I had to work Dave had all this story stuff So I showed up At the playtest Like I don't know What you have planned So l- lay it on me man Let's see what happens So it, it was a, it was weird for me So this time I actually felt More like a spectator than I Full on GM so I hope that didn't show <laughs>
4: No. I think I was happy.
15: No, this is Elspeth again. I, I was uh, fortunate to play in the play test of this, and I just want to... I got to hand it to Taven Stork for, for packing in all the evil in the world come from Pandora's box. Of ancient Greek myths. Oh, no. All the evil in the world comes from Nazi submarine races. Oh, no. And the, <laughs> the amazing faith in their players and in the intelligence of the people who might play their game. That they believe that people are going to figure out all this shit in under four <laughs> hours and be able to kill the necessary problems.
4: Now, to be fair, in our playtest, nobody ever asked the little girl's name, which was Dora, uh, to make things a little more obvious. Uh, In today's game, we almost, like, literally, Stork had started writing. And again, we're about to leave the little girl's house, and no one asked the name. And then Chris just was like, oh, by the way, what's your little name, little girl? And we're like, oh, finally, yes! (coughs) Here's a
12: giant clue. And then did they, the did they party, get the
2: clue? Did you guys get the clue?
12: I did, but my character wouldn't have. So it was actually great, because the party failed, I think, about 15 smarts checks before somebody like <laughs> kind exploding of out dice all over. Yeah, yeah. It, it was amazing, actually, how stupid our characters were, because we couldn't make the roll.
1: This is Bruce. I uh, I had the same problem. I figured a number of things out, but I'm like, I'm playing David. <laughs> the dragon boy. And, and there it goes again. I'm like, okay, he's smart enough, but uh, he he, a little blue he's just, he breathes he, fire. I'm like, my character really, he hasn't, like, as a player, I'm like, okay, I see this. As, as a character, I'm like, I have literally seen none of these actual things that happened as as a player that I'm watching. Because I'd like to ha- hang outside the building. My character doesn't really believe in this, this hoodoo, hoodoo voodoo kind of ghost stuff that is so very prevalent in this particular episode. So I was like, all right. Uh, so I'll not say anything as a player.
15: <laughs> right, and also, m- most players who were born after, say, 1970, are going to hear Dora, the little girl, and they're not going to think of Dora Pandora, the ancient Greek myth. They're going to think of Dora the explorer.
1: That actually came up, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, as Chris says, there there was song about that. Yeah, it was store of the Explorer.
0: Right, so that
10: was it for free show.
0: All right, where hey. uh, we're, we're, we're to Saturday afternoon? No, no, it, it no. It was still no. nine. Uh, by the way, by the way
2: pretty much, uh, and I think in in the exuberance of our generalissimo to make sure that like every Happy Jacks game got people, we were almost all at nine o'clock. In fact, Tyler originally had two games at 9 o'clock that he oh, was awesome. running, which is awesome. So a lot of us, I make call, oh my God, this is great, I got a Saturday slot. Oh God, 9 a.m., okay. Hmm. So yeah. So, um, they
0: complain <clears throat> and they
2: kvetch anyway, don't they? I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining nor kvetching. Um, you know, 9 a.m. is just really early for a game developer. Um, so usually the only time I see 9 is at at, at nighttime. So right. 9 is odd, Right.
6: There's 9
2: a.m. now? I know. What the hell? Who added an a.m. to that? That's bullshit, man. Um, uh, so, I, uh, though I have played in the system numerous times and loved it for a long time, I've never run a Tune game. So, I tried, I decided to run Toon. Um, and I don't know. For some reason, I chose Disney Infinity uh, as a setting. <laughs> to run How weird that is in. That? I don't know why. Maybe. Um, so, I ran uh, Toonfinity was my my uh, crossover game uh, and the basic premise was um was that was pretty much it. Uh, so all the characters were, were that were in the game were uh, were used to playing and, and having a lot of fun in the toy box, but now things were a little weird. Some of the toys they we were used to playing with weren't, weren't happening, and the blocks weren't there, and then Syndrome shows up, and he's got the magic wand that controls the toy box, and he's like he's here to take imagination away from all the other players uh, and, and from the characters. And um, though I had some different ideas on how I thought it might run, I'm... I'm pretty sure what it turned into was about a three hour straight running combat in tune which let me say is the most challenging thing I've ever done as a GM my like we got done and I was like okay so you guys have defeated all the all the villains and like I know we're an hour early but I don't know what else I've got and my brain was jello because the the beautiful thing about tune is that Pretty much it's it's a complete yes and system. It's super light, it's got four stats, it's got like 30 skills, um, and that's what you do. But it was like a constant, there there was never a time, and I think as GMs we always try to bake in these moments where we want the party to go think about stuff. We want them to pla- We want them to, 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 to plan and to plot and do these things so we can have a little breather and go like, okay, I'm going to digest what's happened. Yeah, pretty much for three hours there was none of that. And we got done. I was like, "Oh, okay." My my brain is fucking jello at this point. Um, so hopefully everybody had fun. But I know, like, I got the end. I felt I I was I felt really good about it, like from uh, an engagement standpoint. But at the same time, I was exhausted, drained. I was drained. We had this is Jim again, by the way.
13: We had an initiative where we were going to have an area for kids' games this con. It fell through. We're still kind of working on it, but. I saw tune and I saw family as the the Mm -hmm. maturity level. Mm So immediately I put you up in that room. And there are several times where I review everything I do, like three or four times before I finalize it. (laughs) And then I saw your name, and I immediately took you out of that room.
2: (laughs) I will say, I think that the game was very family-friendly until the players decided... To not take it there.
13: No, my, I, my, my fear wasn't really for you, but the thing is I thought some Happy Jacks guys are going to sign up for this game, and then there's going to be a bunch of guys drinking beer in the family room.
2: <laughs> and, you know what, and, 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 and you know what? I want to say that it was That's interesting. like, like my family room at home. At one point, I don't know if you came in, but somebody came in, and they're like, oh, because there, there was two to three flasks on our table. And we were like, oh, oh, those are just props because Captain Jack Sparrow is one of the characters. So you know, rum, pirates, right? They're just props. It was like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh, yeah, yeah. But um, but it's okay because you know kids like rum too.
13: Yeah, I mean it's it's a proven fact. But Jim yeah,
2: rummy, exactly.
13: Uh, I, 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 I to- just wanted to point that out because it was like question mark oh no (laughs) no.
1: i I have to say that i i I would wager and and, i mean as much as we party we party like pros i think that if if you actually happy jacks people saw a family demarcation on a game they'd probably respect it i I, i'm pretty sure of that
13: no and i agree with you but here's here's the thing uh people have a certain the happy jacks audience has a certain expectation when they come here yeah and i want to them, I want every game that you guys have to try to live up to that expectation mm. as much as I can safety
7: first safety first
13: so yeah, no I, sp- I just want people sp- that sp- want to play these games have, play the game they no. want to play
7: yeah that, that, that's why in the, just in the comment section of the two games that Bruce and I ran I put this is a Happy Jacks affiliated game plan accordingly
1: <laughs> and so, so and to be honest um, keeping us all in one room is, is really smart it is
2: it, and if it, there's, there's anybody that played in my game I'd actually love to get some feedback oh god damn it <laughs>
3: You asked for it. You I asked did. for it. Hey, this is Rod again, and I play Jack Sparrow. So yes, um, we were actually very family friendly up to a point, and then I started mm-hmm. going for the junk. So you know,
2: yeah, that was that was when it took an interesting turn. When you were like, "Is there a way that I can try to block him, uh, 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 Davy Jones, so his claw chops off his own albacore?" I was like, "Oh, mm, <laughs> sure." That, that means penis, too. Albacore meant penis.
6: Okay. I was about to ask.
2: Yeah, I know.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it was... It, like I look said, at Charlie I, Tune in an entirely different light now. <laughs> so, yes, it was, it was very...
8: <laughs>
3: it was very fun. We we had a great time. Um, like I said, we, we kind of devolved as it went along. And uh, as the rum did get put on the table and everybody did drink a little bit, I tried to avoid getting drunk through the day, but... Uh, by the end of the game, I had a good buzz.
2: And uh, Rob, do you want to talk? Because you uh, you uh, you cross dressed in the game. In the game. In the game. In the it game. won't be the first time. Yeah, and he played
16: in the game. So I had the uh, oh, this is Hoser Rob. Um, I had the blessed honor of playing Rapunzel from from the music uh, the musical Tangled movie. by Roy Tangled. Conley. That's yes. right. So one of the things that I found interesting is that because it was, it, they were Disney Infinity characters, and they were characters that we all knew, especially those of us with children. We all knew exactly how their movie progressed. We all knew the, the character confines. I think it was a little interesting, because and, and Bill and I talked about this, this afterwards, is I've played tune where it's just, you're a cartoon character. Go to town. Whereas if I'm handed Rapunzel, I know that there are there are limitations, or I guess a box within where that character lives in, and, and same thing with Jack Sparrow and Mr. and Mrs. Incredible and the other people that we had involved. So it was actually a little bit it was a little bit harder to just jump in and go to the extent that I think Tune is made for. Um, and then the other thing that that I think uh, we talked about as a group afterwards is we had six people, and Tune is very. Opportunistic in the sense. And and Will, if you want to jump in at any point, you can just punch me and, and I'll leave the microphone. Punch him anyway. Punch <laughs> him.
4: Do it. I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> this is really Go ahead.
16: Okay. Um so So um so basically like what it came down to is because there were six of us and Bill had four or five different enemies rolling at the same time. The opportunistic aspect of Tune disappeared, and it and it became a ad hoc initiative system where it was like, okay, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do, do? Which which wasn't a bad thing necessarily, but one of the first things that you had told us was, it's opportunistic. Jump in whenever you want, and so there was there was a little bit of that disconnect that I thought I thought was kind of interesting, but overall, I mean, I had a great time. Uh, not. Being as familiar with Tangled as I was the Incredibles and some of the other stuff, it, it was a little bit harder to jump into that character. But I, enj- I definitely enjoyed it. And I definitely, once I went to IMDb and I, I, and I refreshed some of the quotes and stuff from the movie, it was able to to handle it a little bit better. Uh, it was fun, dude. That's at The, end of the, the day, thing I thought was,
2: was good and Tune is great about is, basically, I, I, I don't know if there's another system that is built more on yes and. Right, it just like completely is built on. I'm going to do this, and because it's a it's a cartoon, you're like, okay, great, that's going to happen, and this thing. And I think there was only one time I said no, and it and was around was, cosmic powers. Yeah, so that was I to do, I want to make a a zipper that opens the world, and it's like, oh, okay, that's a specific power, and if you don't have that shtick, you can't use it. Yeah. But other than that, and and the one thing that I that because um, I tried to introduce different uh, different shticks in all the different characters, so Rapunzel had. Uh, With her hair, had bag of many things. Mm -hmm. So basically, she could just reach into her hair and find anything. But she only had the shtick at five. And the best part was, (laughs) to me, the funnest part uh, of the game almost at one point was... Ross playing Rapunzel's like oh oh this is great I'm gonna reach my hair and I'm gonna pull out a, a cute puppy and then he'd miss his stick roll god damn it motherfucking cocksucker and then he would i like wow Rapunzel's got a mouth right and he's like and then we like find some random table to roll on and be like oh oh no you turned Barbosa's head into a bomb yeah <laughs> roll identify dangerous thing I missed oh it's a cute sparkler. And uh, and the best part, I don't know where our, our Mrs. Incredible went, but then it was like they both rolled, and so Rapunzel looked at it and was like, "Oh, what a pretty sparkler!" And Mrs. Incredible was like, "Oh, it's a bomb! No, it's a it's a gorgeous sparkler! It's so pretty! It is a frickin' bomb!" Right? Back and forth. So I thought that was that was pretty fun.
16: So one of the one of the things that I noticed and I wanted to see what it was like from behind the GM laptop, I think Tyler's about to pass the fuck out.
2: No, he's good. He's good, man. Good. It's okay. He says yes. Trust me,
16: he's consenting. Fucking rally. Fucking <laughs> rally. <laughs> <laughs> so um I think I think one of the things that that I noticed, and Bill, I don't know if you saw it from your end, is I didn't see a lot of I didn't see a lot of role playing of character. I saw it from a combat point of view, but I didn't see it from like character character as much and stuff like that. I think we all did it really well to 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 highlight aspects of the character as we were going through combat, but not from like an interpersonal relationship. I,
2: I agree. I think that was one thing where if that was a weakness in it, because in my mind I had different times where there were going to be pauses where that would happen because of, and this is something I, again, I think every time you GM, you come up with your idea of like, this is going to happen, like Stu said, I plan, I thought out 95% of it, even though apparently 25% of it was masturbation, but 5% of it, you're like, 20, 20, right? Sorry, I don't want to overstate your masturbation percentage, um, but that there was a percentage when you're like, yeah, I'm going to plan 5% for maybe this one thing happens, I didn't at no point think so the idea was basically the magic wand that controls changing things in the toy box which is the most powerful item in the toy box it lets you change the world and everything. Mrs. Incredible got it away from syndrome like right away. She's like, great, I put it down my super suit. I was like, oh Bodice. my God, it's like Disney. Nobody's gonna reach down our top. Well, of course. You so have I, not
16: spent much time on the internet, have you? <laughs> I don't I don't know what the internet is. So of course, it was up to me as Rapunzel to reach down Mrs. Incredible's bodice. That's right. I've read fan fiction like that.
6: <laughs> I've seen fan pics like that. That's right. Talk about tangled. Hello. <laughs> Whoa!
2: Um, Time for a shave. But it, but it was. But that was really interesting because I then I then suddenly as the GM I had to think of like, well, how will all the different villains I have react to that? And basically, the only villain I, I had that I felt would. Potentially, maybe try to reach down Mrs. Incredible's top was Randall because he's a monster and like but one time he, he, he appeared and he appeared and they, they they got their spot hidden and he showed up and he was like oh, ooh I guess I'll try to uh, get down there but fortunately she used the the wand a couple of times and um, and yeah and then there was all kinds of completely inappropriate discussion about her using the wand and it was bad all right it was Fifty Shades of Play. We decided at one point. Okay, I'm pretty sure. But I was I was very grateful to have Will there because Will played uh, actually one of my like actually my favorite um, in the Disney pantheon of characters. Um, played Buzz Lightyear, who oh, awesome. I personally love. And Will was an awesome Buzz Lightyear. He was very good. He he was very heroic, and at one point he yelled to Infinity and Beyond, and it was great. And then in an
6: unsexual way, in an
2: unsexual way, yes. <laughs>
6: That's huge for a Happy Jack game.
2: That is. The fact that it was completely innocent and wholesome. Excellent. And we we made a connection, Will and I did. Um, Was it a rainbow connection? You're you're cheating on me. It's the lovers, the dreamers, and me. We own that shit, Muppets, bitch! (laughs) Except (laughs) for
10: when you wish upon a star.
0: Whatever. We'll pay a licensing fee. We're all good. uh, any other uh, two p.m. games z- Saturday?
6: Yeah, oh, go. Two p.m. I saw a nine game. game. Was 9 oh boy. Okay. All right. Go. Hang on. Hang on a second. I got to build a, get Bill to pour me water because I'm too drunk. All
2: right. Here.
6: Here you talk and I'll pour you water. So I ran. I ran another Fellowship of the Bling game, which is a group of of D and D characters who are just colossal assholes. They're like, <laughs> like they're, most of them, right? Um, except they're they're not they're not um, duplicitous about it. Well, like Jersey Shores meets No, D&D, or? like like Guardians of the Galaxy, self-serving assholes, but they're not evil.
4: What? Don't talk shit about Guardians of the Galaxy, bitch. <laughs> they own that too.
6: <laughs> they own all of us. <laughs> I peed a little when Bill started yelling.
4: <laughs> if you like it, they will own it.
6: Um, no, it was it's it's, it's 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 a group of characters that are that are all very self-serving, um, but not evil. They're they're dicks, but they're not they're not bad people, So Bruce they're not like Bruce. So really, they are they're ju- exactly like Bruce. They will shit on a dude who wrongs them.
1: <laughs> one time.
7: No, actually. One, according one to Tim, it was twice. Oh, you'll never live that down,
0: but you shit on a guy just once. Nope, no he, he no, nope, 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 I will not let this lie stand. Tim has been on the show. He says you resurrected him and shit on him again. He didn't shit on him again. Two. Tim is wrong. <laughs> and there goes
6: Bruce's exactly two times. Happening. You shit
1: on a guy two times. He only
6: he only shit on the dude once. Hey,
1: yeah. Oh sh- yeah.
7: Bruce shit on him. We resurrected him and then we killed him again. We killed Just him Bruce shit on him. His resurrected him. Killed him again. Th- that's why he was a shit zombie because he had shit in his mouth when he was brought yeah. back as a
1: zombie. Okay. okay all it right. Was the original Duke. Like the original Duke. Mean, Duke. I'm yes. having
7: fucking pizza. Shut
6: up. <laughs> Go ahead. No, like right. we like, care. I, I mean, I want to. I want to let the world know that Bruce shit on a dude, but I don't want to besmirch Bruce's name because he might shit on you. <laughs> Moving on. So I ran Fellowship of the Bling, and it started out with the party um, w- uh, waking up in jail again, and they they had to uh, go investigate a missing persons report. Or else they were going to be charged with public indecency, public intoxication, and inciting a riot. So they had to go track this guy down, who was Jones, who the, was the, the nighttime caretaker at the poor side commu- uh, graveyard. And they had to go tra- figure it out, because no one really likes Jones, because he's a dickhole. So they said, all right, we're going to send this group of assholes out to track this guy down, and if nothing happens of it, we don't really care. All right Now... Uh, Horky was in the game And literally Almost ended the plot Within five minutes Of starting it So let me ask this question Is this a
2: common thread In your Bling games Where your party Fucks all your planning up By what they do They
6: didn't fuck my planning up Because I planned for them To fuck it up (laughs) I recalled the last Fellowship of the Bling game, where you ruin two of four encounters by just caving in a room, welding a door shut, and going, Oh, yeah, we totally took care of that. It's it's the Ouroboros of game prep. It really is. I'm like, how are they going to fuck this up? So they had to go track this guy down, and it turns out that um, a lord's son was selling corpses from a graveyard to a necromancer to build an undead army to attack the town at really really just pointless spots so he could roll in, crush them and look like a hero. So pretty much, the Nick.
2: If you have ever seen that show yes. on on Showtime because they, they they just buy bot they just buy bodies
6: and sell them. I
3: have and the no they use idea what the electricity, to light that That's right. Watch fire. Watch that show. It is it's fucking really brilliant. it's really more
6: like The Incredibles with Syndrome where he he brings the 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 robot in and then. And then shows up and stops it and goes, look what, I'm I'm a hero, everybody. I officially approve of your idea. That was the plan. But they stopped that by just destroying his undead army before he could unleash it on the town. And then I'm like, okay, so they can either go back to the the constabulary and report him, or they can go blackmail the Lord to be like, your son's a fucking asshole, and he's trying to attack the town to look like a hero and get paid off. And they ended up... um, Steve, who uh, does fair country garden dancers, Steve Manning, was playing a Google him because he's female like a sexy bastard. rogue. And literally Steve intimidated me at the table. <laughs> like he was in my face about what a shitty day he had, and was like he was so angry at the end of this game about all the shit they'd been through that the Lord was like like I didn't even want to make him roll the intimidation check because he'd role played it so well. And
8: he threatened to carve up the guy.
1: Wait, no.
4: Like a cock. His character threatened to carve through the Lord up through his dick. He literally said,
6: I will go through your balls. <laughs> no one wants that route to be taken. Fair enough. And it so the last the, the first game I ran with this group they they skipped half the encounters and ended up owning about twenty five percent of a bar mm-hmm. by talking the bartender and the owner into giving them a portion of the protection, bar for protection. The fellowship now owns twenty five percent of the the wealthiest brothel in the town <laughs> because they demanded that or they would go public with the information that this lord's son was a necromancer and was trying to look like a hero to the town and and this time i actually anticipated it i knew that was what they were going to do and how did
2: and how did that turn out did they did they meet your
6: expectations they absolutely did i thought because the first time i ran this game i thought oh they'll be heroic Right? That is adorable. That's also like me thinking I'm going to run dead presidents and they're not going to be racist. (laughs) 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 Well, if you don't run the original dead (laughs) presidents,
10: motherfucker. I wasn't racist in
2: that game.
6: (laughs) My other wife says he wasn't racist during that game. Um, But I I anticipated the the greed and selfishness for this round and knew they were going to, and rather than turn the guy in, they were going to blackmail him. And everything played out. Pretty much exactly as I expected, except for Steve Nanning fucking yelling at me at the table. I peed a little. <laughs> I was literally intimidated by Steve at the table. Oh, wow. He used dad voice. He, used dad voice. Yeah. he really did. He's got a lot of anger there. <laughs> it was amazing. And I'm not even talking like tappy level, amazing. I'm like, it was beautiful role playing. The so likes you, of which so I've rarely find, seen it did. Gaming. you
2: find that you as a GM then were influenced past what you had anticipated happening by the role playing at the table?
6: No, because I knew that, that was how it was going to go anyway. Because he was the of course the Lord was going to cover up the shitty the shitty thing his son was doing. Stop. I gotta pee <laughs> it can out. only hold so much. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew the Lord. I knew the Lord was going to attempt to cover up what His Son was doing, but I didn't know how much I was going to give into what they were asking for. And then when Steve started literally yelling at me at the table, I was like, "Whatever they ask for, they're going to get." And it was—it was just—it was a beautiful moment of role playing from a relatively novice role player. Which,
2: my- which I think I want to say that. Um, I think is fantastic. I would say that in the last year, right, at least in games that several of us have run, we've seen people come in that haven't done role-playing before but have completely bought into the idea behind it. Um, At the the play test for the Freak Show game was the first time that Skylar, I think we had seen her role-play, and I was blown away. Like how well she did as as the mind reading madam. I want to say trousseau, but that's all waxy. But whatever. Uh, but like, just crazy stuff. I've never seen that character do before in a freak show game. And so I I love the fact that there's like more people coming into that. And and to be honest, a lot of times we're seeing a lot more women coming into role playing, and it's a completely different mentality that comes to problem solving and. And what we're trying to put out there in terms of here's a challenge. How do you how do you go about approaching that? And things that would never be thought of before. And I just I just love all the new role players that we're seeing come into it. Boof.
1: Oh, I, I was going to say something. Um, Steve Steve hadn't played D anD D until about one point five, so he hadn't played D in a long time. He'd played a lot of D anD D prior to that. But he has not played d d in literally decades, and I know he enjoyed the hell out of that game. So it was a good game, man. Sweet. It was awesome for him, too.
6: I'm going to cry.
2: <laughs> Did anybody else uh, Anybody else have a Saturday game? Saturday. Oh, Tyler. Okay, have we gotten past 9 a.m.?
6: Yeah, I'm at 2 oh, right. p.m. Now, now we're at 2 p.m. Did anybody else run 2 p.m.? Yeah. I'd really like someone else to talk before me.
8: I was stupid
2: 2 p.m., come, Mary. come talk about 2 p.m.
6: Thank
1: you. While she's walking up to the mic. 2 p.m., one cup. Chris, are you... Uh, Maybe not. Are you selling Girl Scout cookies? Because I would really like a box of those orange ones that taste like peanut butter. I love those. Well, how much... Are they $5 each? By the way... May I I please buy one, Chris? By the way,
2: earlier today, I saw Chris show up. She's pushing this giant, like, I don't know like Megatron size shopping cart full of Girl Scout cookies She's like all oh, I'm selling Girl Scout cookies for my daughter I'm like, and we're like oh my god target audience hello <laughs> right and like every gamer's like all oh, hello cute blonde girl viking hat Girl Scout cookies I think I just came
5: it was like it was a <laughs> little creepy <laughs> how many creepy. millions of dollars have you made for the Girl Scouts today Jesus Chris? Christ, many Bill, millions. keep
1: it PG anyway if you're interested in buying Girl Scout cookies no, look for the hot chick in the viking helmet
12: uh so 2 p.m. game. Um, I was in a vampire game run by somebody, uh, Dead Gamer Society actually, Um, and they usually run a pretty good game. I think this was, this might have been this guy's first attempt at role-playing or at uh, GMing. Um... So props to him for that. The game was just a basic, you have become vampires. This is your first few nights as vampires. So it was very plot light. Um, And to be honest, as somebody who's played a lot of World of Darkness, I was kind of like, I've done this so many times. However, um, sitting next to me was Natalie, uh, the proud asshole who was uh, working on getting her drunk on. Somebody gave her free uh, fireball twice during that game. (laughs) Fireball. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
4: Cannibal.
12: And um, when she found out that humanity was something you could lose to the point where the GM would take over her character, she announced challenge accepted.
1: That is so beautiful. And that is in beautiful. Three,
12: in three hours, she managed to get her vampire character from a humanity of seven to a humanity of three. Two, two. No, it I was have three. the weirdest boner right now because she of miscounted. That. I was kind of she keeping an eye on. No, no, she only no. diablerized two. She only Diablerized 2. She Diablerized her sire. and No, she was at 5 then. She only got down to a 3. She was very disappointed, and she was going to Diablerize the person who didn't commit Diablery just so she could drop it more. But the GM said that we ran out of time. <laughs> but it, it was it was actually... It was kind of beautiful. I've never seen so somebody declare war on their humanity before like that in a vampire game. It was just the best thing ever.
2: <laughs> I will say, so Natalie played Mrs. Incredible in the infinity game and it had it was the most awkward quote of the game because Randall from Monsters Incorporated had taken the had had wrested the magic wand away and used it on himself to turn himself into Zerg. But she Emperor Zerg. it's Emperor Emperor Zerg. light Lightyear must die. And she had she had said like I'm gonna stretch myself out to to like envelop him to hold to, to hold him so he can't move. And before I even thought about what it might sound like, I said, "There's something growing inside you," and I was like, "Oh God, that sounds terrible." And I think that was pretty much the cascade point at the game. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, and then she said, "She's like, oh, oh, there's something inside me trying to get out." It was then it became really weird. It was. It was. Uh, that was when
6: it became really weird.
2: That was when it became really weird. at that point. All right. Who else had two o'clock games? Uh, two. I can't hear you. I think your microphone's up. Is done. it working now? There you go. All right. Yeah, spank it and it works.
7: <laughs>
0: right in the tip. All right. Uh, <laughs> is it still working? Cuz I hit it again. Yes. All right. Um, uh, I ran the Moment of Truth uh, playtest again. This is like the third con playtest I've done on it. And that yeah. is the that is the role-playing game designed by Stuart Venable is yes, it not? It yes. It is. Yeah. Very nice. Yay. I love that system. Yeah, Junior. Yeah, it's not the role-playing game my dad developed. Um, the role-playing game your dad developed was like, "Oh, shut up and do what I tell you to do." That's that's the one. Yeah. Um,
6: Daddy shithead, where's my bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> Very good.
0: So, so th- this this game, this game took place in sort of the same continuum as the this conspiracy horror uh, game I've been running, um, and it's uh, again, it was four players. I, I experimented with a, a different kind of character generation uh, that was sort of Apocalypse World-like. Uh, that smells like a hippie game, dude. A little bit. I
6: just spilled water <laughs> on myself. You ran a game that was similar to
0: Apocalypse? No, 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 the game isn't. No, 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 the game has, like, rules. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nobody sits around and tells him how much he should play his
4: own game. <laughs> no, He's no, no, game? no one's Do done that yet.
6: Five Moment
2: of truth, Stu. <laughs> Nobody but, talk about game name redacted on Stu's podcast because it's his own game.
0: But uh, basically, you got like a little portfolio that says your character archetype, and then each player took an archetype, and it took maybe a half hour to make characters. I think it was good though. Uh, and, and, and but everyone had their own character that they made, and they could either roll randomly or pick which. Which stat block or whatever they wanted. And then uh, they came up with a name. They had connections, so they all kind of knew each other. And then the, the, the game started, which was there was a basically a conspiracy uh, web celebrity who has disappeared. He went to the town of Hayville to investigate. Uh, so investi- the Kim
2: Kardashian of conspiracy.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> and he, uh, he, he, went, he, went to, he went to the small town to investigate sightings of the Hayville Wolfman and uh hey vil hey and and he uh disappeared and so his wife went on the webcam and sent out this plea to all of the listeners and viewers and likers of his youtube channel to uh to come and help find her husband and the player characters are the four people who show up in their two rvs beat up car and van <laughs> And they and then they, they went on. I've never had a more tenacious group of players. Every clue they got, Fucking bam, arrow. they were on it. Every one of them. We ran out of time. i would you wrap it up? Uh, accelerated very quickly and left it mostly unresolved. So I heard there was zero combat. There was, was zero combat. Wow. Yet again, I ran a... I've run... Plenty of sessions of my playtest where there has n- never been any like expression of the rules. <laughs> so that was Which basically makes it useless playtest the game.
5: Uh, okay, Stu, we've run what three sessions of the campaign of this and there have yet to have a combat. And we have yet to have a combat and I think in total we've rolled dice four times.
0: Yes, that's correct. Well,
5: that's well, one was a, one was a driving roll that I failed. Right.
4: <laughs> Did I have mine get. Like that. To, yeah,
9: you
4: to be run. fair, is it good now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, there is actually a mechanic in the game that can punish Stu for asking us to roll dice. Yeah, because is- when he asks us to roll dice and we say "fuck it," I failed. We get a
0: super Benny. Right, yeah, the, which the, allows you to like, take narrative, narrative control. control away. Yeah. And I'm a control freak, so that freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> Go
15: ahead. So uh, I, I played in this. Um, I'm Elspeth, and I played in this. And I was really surprised on reading or skimming the rule book afterwards to find out that there were at least 50% of the mechanics in, the, in it that we never touched in the four hours that we played. Right and the um, the character creation system in which you had us choose from packs of skills and packs of abilities was super efficient and super fun, and um and and I had no I had, I don't know what Apocalypse World is, but um. <laughs> but oh, if it came you're from getting that, some that's probably now. Pretty cool. <laughs> And uh, I'm sorry I'm not I' have mine just winced all the way over in Japan.:, heavy, but obviously not.:
4: You have a wounded a <laughs> man living in Japan. <laughs>
15: <laughs> but I was not the least bit disappointed that there was no combat. Now that might partly because be because uh, I, I feel as a female gamer often I feel a personal sense that I have failed when I come to the point of having to kill somebody to get what I want from them in combat, right) <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> know uh, it's terrible, but different strokes. But but and that's despite the fact that I actually enjoy killing them in the process. But we didn't get to any combat at all. Um, we did a lot of investigating, and Moment of Truth is really uh, very geared towards um, playing and sort of having fun with with what you're doing but it doesn't really drive you towards doing anything in specific no. and it doesn't drive you towards doing anything particularly active and in fact the whole moment of truth mechanic although you explained it i didn't see anybody actually use it One one person, but it was only because you said right that moment. You said, "This is how the moment of truth mechanic works." I must stop you and tell you how the moment of truth mechanic works. And A, B, C, and D, and the next person who was doing it. Oh well, then since I am now doing this thing right now, I will try that mechanic. And then five minutes later, we'd all gotten interested in the investigation again and completely forgot what you had said. Right. Yeah. But so it was awesome, nonetheless.
0: Thank you.
5: So I was sitting at the next table and I heard a word uttered from your table that goes back to our game,
0: sherds. Because sherds are totally a thing. Yeah, it's a real word. We we made fun of Stork, but it's actually a thing. We felt bad because we we made fun of him for using the word sherds because we we thought he was trying to use the word shards, but it turns out they're two things that are very similar. (laughs) a (laughs) A <laughs>
4: bisquat.
0: <laughs> that I think he did make
4: up. Yeah. Now,
16: <laughs>
4: the the, uh, the
10: now the the thing that squat was actually an artist from the eighties. Uh, you gotta you gotta follow your uh, pop art scene. Oh, okay, sure. all right, yeah, on. That's a film about him. That's a different kind of hippie. Go ahead, um, Dave. I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. Are you done with the MOT? No, he has saying, a, he no, has no, a no. thing. go ahead. A
4: little bit more. A okay. little bit more. So the, the thing that I really liked was that Stu threw out these packets to make our characters on the table, and it was a, a retiree, a doomsday prepper, an ex-military guy, and... O- uh, on the uh, lamb. On
0: the lamb. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> no one told me it wasn't L-A-M-B. <laughs> right. Now you are aware,
4: but uh, so we all ended up with our characters, and uh, Robert, a frequent listener and game player at our Happy Jacks Con games, uh, ended up with the retiree and comedy gold. Th- this is the this is he, one of the funniest things I've ever had happen. God, in the game. That
0: man, in fact, that so, man he, he the the inner dirty old man role player in him It woke just up. became alive. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he birthed it and it's now in the world. It is. And so we, he, he's playing a retiree. So we go into a bar and Stu describes that the bartender is an older female right? who, you know, an older female bartender just has seen everything in the world and doesn't give a shit. But this dude walks up to this woman behind the bar and I wrote this down so I wouldn't screw it up. <laughs> Because it's important, because it's so amazing. <laughs> this is literally what he says. Close to the mic, please. I, yeah, I'm, I, this is important. I have to do this right. So, what is there to do, in this, to do around here, or am I looking at it? <coughs> and I believe that that is the best pickup line I've ever heard <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> and... The best part is, he when he first said it, he meant it in the, like, oh, is this bar the only place to hang out around here? And the rest of us are totally like, oh, my God, it's so good. It's so good. And then from there, he became the dude that hit on every woman over age 50 the yes. rest of the game. Yes, he did. And he almost got lucky. He, he did. Got he lucky. tried really hard, and it was good. It was good. Once he say, met the German sculptress,
6: Dave, that was almost. Dave love. told us this this story over dinner. We're having dinner, and Dave whips out this card, and he's like, he's like, so what is there to do around here, or am I looking at it? And the look on Dave's face when he said it was so amused, Joyous like. Seat. Dave was so happy. Like like a kid getting a puppy at Christmas because of this line. It was it was the greatest thing ever, I think. But it's beautiful. It literally is the whole reason why I do
4: this hobby. <laughs> <laughs> is to glean pickup lines? Just yes. <laughs> so when I turn into the dirty old man, I'll be ready.
15: <laughs> Every day I work on it. When? PSA on behalf of all elderly women everywhere. Someone at the table actually said that there was an age at which all the dirty old man pickup lines become cute. From the perspective of dirty old women, this is actually not true. They are still just as creepy at every age. Thank you. Literally,
0: Elizabeth, you have not, just ruined my entire You're not future. old, Elizabeth. I'm gonna, <laughs> not- no, I'm not old enough, but I, I no. my mother tells me. Oh. <laughs>
2: All right, oh. critical
4: hit that shit. All right, <laughs> <laughs> dirty old gamer. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, dirty old gamer is good.
0: Yeah. Pretty good. Hey, baby, show me your crits. <laughs> uh, go ahead.
10: You ready?
2: <laughs>
10: <laughs> who are you? Le- 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 wow, are those oh, natural D twenties? So, so f-
4: <laughs> at a certain age, who gives a shit?
10: <laughs> so funny enough, I actually played an Apocalypse World game today. <laughs> What? what? No, but he is a kind of. it, And it was. he did come from Portland, and, um, so it's okay. Was, you know I was, what?
6: I don't believe you, Stork, because you're not wearing Birkenstocks right now. <laughs> he does have fancy suede shoes. <laughs> now that's, that's shoes. Those are those are legit styling. Oh yeah. I, I can't tell from here. It looks like there's six of them. <laughs> Stork, did you, you did you make those, you those
1: yourself?
2: And I were just in the gentleman's lounge, which is another an, what? no, it. Is that? How about that? Is it back? Hello. Like you mean it... it? No. How about now? Wait now. Let me tug. We have a mic <laughs> failure. We're what on about it. now? Calm down. All right. Can you? What about now? Can you hear it? Yeah. Your cable is fucked up. So uh, Tyler and I were just in the gentleman's lounge, which is the polite way to say the pissoir. <laughs> and uh, and we agreed that Potentially, and I think this is for both of us This is the most inebriated we've been in
6: 2015
2: <laughs> So It's only February <laughs>
6: <laughs> right Hold on. Someone else say something witty Look <laughs> at who else is at this table
10: So anyway, back uh, to uh, Apocalypse World um,
4: uh, <laughs> I was uh, blah, 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 blah. What do you mean Uncle Ben isn't real?
6: about fucking a
4: cheeseburger. What? Where's my. I got a dick for a cheeseburger.
2: <laughs> so, Wait, what's going on? What? What the, fuck the best is part is Tyler what? and I are, are. Because we're respectable. Oh was that, was that a bad burp? Pizza's great. Um, because we're spectral heterosexuals, there's a stall between us while we're talking in the men's room. Unfortunately, there was a, a long-haired gentleman between us who was, like, uncomfortable. But whatever. Like, deal with it. It's a game con, right? So we're all like, oh, I'm pretty hammered. I'm hammered, too, dude. This might be the most drunk I've been in 2015. You know, maybe me, too. Oh, my God. I love game conventions. <laughs>
1: No, let's all be fair. That's not the first time you've had a, you know. No, I gotta a, say, it's also giving it 2014 un- a run un- for its money.
0: Uncomfortable in <laughs> between you. All right, let, let's let Stork get back to setting the world straight on Apocalypse World. <laughs> I'm not gonna set it straight, but I we, I didn't was, we
6: roll were talking nice a bit, at all and it was really great, and we hugged and held hands. <laughs> like you're doing right now. <laughs> He's
15: gonna murder you, and I'm
10: gonna laugh. So uh, we were talking about uh, at dinner. You were on your tune game, and in fact, this is kind of what reminded me of this. Um, if if fate is is all about the mechanics, always there, they're constantly in front of you. Apocalypse World is the complete opposite. In fact, it's a lot like the tune game you were running. It's two dice. There's just a couple like little stunts and things, and the rest of it's open to interpretation. And I. There's similarities to what you had to do when, when our GM was doing, which was a lot of yes-sanding entirely and constantly interacting with everybody and, and feeding them lines and getting them going. And it is all on the GM to make this thing work. It is, it is a really interesting game, but your GM has to be good. If he's hungover, if he's hammered, if he's not good, that game will tank. So maybe he's got to so don't run in their so games pretty tomorrow. pretty tomorrow's yeah. Star Wars Traveler game is going to be shit. Um, in fact, Will was... In, Will, <laughs> Way to lay down the guilt trip. Will was in the same game, so I'd actually kind of like his opinion, because he can, he, can, he can maybe give it a little more insight compared to Fate, perhaps. I like it we're forcing Will to talk. Talk, damn it, Will. <laughs> uh,
8: Dance! Podcast, uh, sir!
9: So this wasn't a typi- typical Apocalypse War game. It was a, a hack the guys trying out to emulate a game called Unknown Armies. Uh, so I had a lot of new stuff in there to kind of emulate that, but uh, it, from Sork's right, it's a lot of work as a GM because you have to like be really on your game. You have to be on your A game or else the game's not going to go well. Um, I, I don't really have anything else to add. <laughs> this guy, I, I wish he was, was here for this uh, uh, podcast, but unfortunately he's running the same game right now. Um, but uh, he we, we started out with, with making the characters, and that took about, I don't know, my, maybe 20 minutes. And then we played for about maybe 45 minutes while... And we were just you know shooting the shit, finding out who we were and everything, and then he's like, ooh, plot hook! And ran with it, because he didn't have a game idea. He didn't have a concept. He didn't know what we were going to be doing until we had already created the characters, much like... A Traveler character creation or, um, or or other, like a Fate, I guess, group character creation session or something. He, he had no idea what we were going to be doing until an hour into the game. And he took it and ran with it. And we didn't realize that he didn't have an idea until he divulged that bit of information to us after the game was over. We had no idea that he was running by the seat of his pants the entire time with nothing until he told us that at the end of the game. It was, it was, it was a really great experience, and, and I'm not exactly sure what the hell's going on over there between Rob and Bill. Rob threw me a cookie, and I spilled some water.
6: Shut up and talk about your game!
0: They're getting a little drunk over there on the other end of the table. A little drunk.
2: Yes.
9: Competing with the first con podcast.
0: By the way. Oh no.
2: Let me just say, Tyler and I are not a little drunk. We're a lot drunk. (laughs) Fuck you guys.
8: I think we. Good looking cookie. And
2: I and I and by the way, I'm pretty sure the pink shit that I brought was probably fine, and I blame the
0: purple shit. I think I think one of the two had may have had acid in it.
2: Pink and purple mixed together I means I hate you, girls right, by the cookies. way. All
4: right. I've I hate Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> what? How can you hate Girl Scout cookies? That's like hating Girl scouts. That's like hating Christmas. That's
1: you right. sir hate America. You hate Girl
2: Scouts? Yeah.
1: Why is that? <laughs>
4: This is documented as the first irrational hatred that doesn't belong to Hoser Rob. <laughs> Go, Raiders!
0: <laughs> and I don't have to explain it. Fuck them. All right. I think that's illegal. Mr.
4: No, Sandoval? No, not, not like that. That's gross. Well,
13: my just comment is about epoxy parole in general and hippie games because I call hippie games bullshit games because they're about bullshitting. Bullshit. That's. <laughs> No, no, it, the narrative based creative games like that are about making up bullshit as fast as you fucking can. Yes. And making it believable. And making it as believable as possible. Those are what the game's are about. So I love those games.
2: So, uh, but the thing is. By, by the way, let me just say, like, Tyler grabbed the mic, and then Jim started to like, oh, Jim's talking away. Okay, babe, it's cool. And, like, he put the mic down. We're like, wait. Crazy. Because he's the fucking general listener. Fly
4: casual. <laughs> Fly casual. <laughs>
6: And at first, schedule. I thought it was Dimitri, and I was going to interrupt. Yeah, I'm going to schedule at 7 a.m., uh, Tyler. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, it's Jim. This is important. So
4: you still interrupted.
6: <laughs> I had to fist bump him, because you know what? You're right. N- narrative games, it's like, make shit up as fast as fast you possibly, as you possibly can. can. Now,
13: Yeah, it's just regurgitating that crap as fast as you can. And Apocalypse World is the best example of that, because usually the person running it has no prep. And that's the way the game is run Because character generation builds relationships Everything about that game is about the relationships Between the characters and the NPCs And you can't build a story Until you know what those relationships are So, literally You can wake up Invite some people over to your house And just make a game out of nothing And that's where Apocalypse World Really sort of uh, excels and the fact that it's the first narrative game that has a legitimate way for you to advance your character that I've seen because fate falls short in that in a lot of ways for me. but Apoc- apocalypse world has a, it, once you've actually interacted with every faction once, you can pip up something. So, it's a, so it encourages you to not only sort of focus on the thing that you're good at, you have to go at everything that you can in order to advance. So everything about the game is encouraging you to interact with everybody in the game. So you have to be vested. And although it is a hippie bullshit game, it's a fun hippie bullshit game if you get the right group of people together to do it. That's all I want to say.
2: All right. I'll, I want to echo on that. that I think that uh, the the Friday night game that we played a Fiasco... Which, which very much was, I mean, you're making your characters there with everybody on the table, right? And I'm going to say, like, I'm the two things for me out of that game. One, I am never going to fucking forget Stork's character because he was the most vile piece of shit I maybe have ever met. He was horrible.
6: Wait, Stork was an awful human being.
2: Stork, who is a lovely, who's a lovely man. But his character was a horrible human being because he basically found every way to make everyone believe that their faith in God was a path to give him money, and then he killed them, which was horrible. That's right? awesome. Two, it was, there was a moment where Elspeth said, "Here's the scenario that's being set up," and it was my character's death in like a future, right? Which which normally is not a good thing, but I think with with a lot of anybody who like actors, you're like, oh my god, death scenes, I'll give for those. Like that gave me a lot of player agency. Mm-hmm. To, be able to go through and and uh, and I really tried to get the most out of that as I could as a player, and I and I, when I was talking and when I was trying to to enact that scene, I was literally trying to look at everybody in the room and tap into things that were touching them emotionally, and basically my character was was lame, and I'm looking at Stork's character and so like all I want to be I, all I want to be is a whole man cuz my leg was gibby and people were like all oh, oh shit like, lame lame. like yeah, he lame yeah like physically lame not just like a shitty role player okay. yeah yeah <laughs> right like like lame no, lame i'm not even making a
6: joke i, right. I was confused
2: Sometimes. no he was like his, his leg was hurt and and he wanted to be healed so he, he could be a whole man to maybe meet somebody and have a wife and have a family as stork's character is poisoning him Right, I was like oh my god This is role playing fucking gold (laughs) Right here right And it was and that was but all of that Came out of the fact that you're generating your characters Together right Right. which I think is just such An an immensely powerful part of what we all Call hippie role playing games and Traveler does that and Apocalypse Worlds does that And Fiasco does that and I I think it's just such An amazing thing you can do When all of you as players get together And realize your characters at the Same time
10: right
6: I have to Say literally Every fiasco game I've played with... literally?
4: Literally. Literally.
6: Or figuratively. I'm not... I'm I'm completely serious. Literally, every single fiasco game I've played with Happy Jackers has left black marks on my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I walk away from that game and go, oh, that was really fun. We are awful people.
4: Well,
5: that's okay, because you weren't using it for nothing anyway.
4: No, God, no, not at all, but still. Every game of fiasco is a black dot on your x-ray. (laughs)
5: <laughs> right?
2: Do you think th- when you go to when at the end and you're being and you're being chosen at the end whether you are going to go to heaven or hell and and Saint Peter's at the gate and he's like, oh, oh, I see you were in seven
6: fiasco games. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you may not pass. <laughs> yes. Not just fiasco games, but oh, I see you played in seven fiasco games with Bill Elspeth and Chris. <laughs> And you repeatedly said, you stole your cancerous mother's medicinal marijuana <laughs> and were upset that she didn't leave the strip club to you and her will. <laughs> and then you beat your sister with a skateboard. That, wait,
1: that was a different game.
6: Every fucking game.
1: So, so and, and, and speaking of leaving a Mark, so while all this serious conversation is going on, Tyler goes, Bruce, change, change seats with me. I'm like, all right, dude. Why? What? What? This is all behind the scenes. But why? Why do you need me to change seats? He's like, mine's all wet. <laughs> I'm like, I'll pass thanks. dude. It's. Let me just
2: say, it's it's sopping over here. Is he peeing himself again?
1: No, I fucking, don't know.
6: I didn't, yes, I didn't want to have to explain this, but Rob threw me a cookie and I knocked over a cup of water.
1: <laughs> I didn't trade, so I don't know. All
6: right, okay. It's
2: it's pretty much that scene in the Titanic where the blonde-haired guy dies over here. It's really wet and cold. Alright.
4: There's no room on this giant piece of lumber to float to safety. It was that
6: super full cup
4: of water Stu demanded
2: I
0: drink. (laughs) (laughs) I was drinking it through his pants. Any more more 2pm games? Fuck you guys.
5: Uh, The scientific term is
6: osmotic soberization. (laughs) Okay. Right. By the way, osmotic
2: soberization is the name of my new band. We're playing
0: Coachella wow, can this year. I be here. in that band. I want to be in that band. Can I, can I, let me just say, b- before Jib starts. I just noticed every time Tyler fistbutt but. Fist butts fist, fist bumps, bumps someone.
1: Fist wait, no, don't you Dude, that. that is
0: painful. Don't you, you judge realize? him. Every time he fist bumps someone, we struck do- that from the contract. He does like the reverse sloth.
1: You're an oh yeah, yeah, very slowly back away that? with
14: the
6: explosion. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm wait, wait, wait. I'm blowing it up. Explosion. I'm Big Hero Six in it. Oh, All
5: right. By the way, Big <laughs>
6: Hero Six <laughs> up
2: Academy Award. It's cutting out again. Big Stop, Hero 6, up for an like Academy Award. Make sure you vote for that again. All right. Are you getting that? Yes. I'll get yes. right on that. that get on that. Yeah. Anyone who yeah, listens to the voted. podcast who votes for Academy... Yeah. Uh, never mind. Never
5: mind. No, yeah, because all of us somebody. vote for, those, for I that shit. There's somebody. Well, sure. All right. Um, Go. Jim! Jim! So at 2 o'clock today, I did something I have never done in my right. entire life.
1: You played in the most Not amazing that. D&D <laughs> game ever. I played
5: ever. a 5th edition D&D game.
1: Nice!
5: So... And uh, I will play it again Because it was fun I had a great Absolutely. time Absolutely uh, I, I dig the game system um, And Tyler mm-hmm. runs a great game As all of us know No homo That means That really means a lot
6: To me I'm going to tell you that right now
5: Why
1: would it be homo? What it, Why do I have to That means
6: what, a lot to what, you why
1: would, it, I don't, why would it Why would it be no homo? It's
5: all good It's all good dude Did it's I all say good. That? Yeah No um, no, we had a we had a a, a good We at Happy Jacks
0: RPG podcast would like to apologize for Tyler.
1: <laughs> Again. Just just Tyler.
0: It's all right. That's not, not Bruce this time. Please send Tyler. Wow, a new to Tyler metric at
6: happyjacks.org. <laughs> That's still active, right? Yes, it
4: is now. Lol,
5: it, it, it is now.
6: After all the previous hate mail, right? Yes.
5: <laughs> but but no, it was a, it was a really good game. Uh, it was it was a good setup and a premise for a game. We got really really fun cool characters to play, and um, you know, we we just it was jump right in and you know uh, and and just kill some fucking goblins and shit. It was it was just a great setup for now, a game. I dug the, it.
6: The, the premise of that game was uh, the the it's the viking setting that i've run before that i've talked about before was uh the the heroes are are a group of wayfarers who are sent out to investigate a village that no one has heard from in about six months and they get there and everyone is emaciated and starving themselves because a dragon has said in six months i'm going to come back and you have to give me the weight in gold of the three heaviest the four heaviest people in your village so they all go. Well, fuck that. We're just going to starve ourselves, so we don't have to give you all our fucking gold. Unfortunately, that means they can no longer mine the right. gold.
5: And I have to admit that when when my character heard this explanation of what they were doing, I was kind of like, "Well, all of you deserve to die."
6: Right, because it's a bunch of Vikings that are like, "Well, if you're not going to
5: willing to fight, yeah, if you're not going to fight, you should for, die. For it, you should die." You I believe I
2: believe Jib's comment was, "You can either stand on your feet and die like men." Or line your backs and die like worms. That was exactly
1: yep. the quote. Exactly. And and I felt the same way. I was like, yeah, you guys, that's pathetic. Yeah.
5: But, we. I mean, uh, Bruce and Bill and I kind of looked at each other at the table and went, yep, we're going to go kill some shit. And like, these guys, I, I don't care. It's I not about these say, guys. It's about
6: killing. Jim, when you said that, I literally, as an NPC, felt bad. Like, I felt, <laughs> I, l- I literally felt shame. Well, you
5: should have felt shame. The, what kind of Viking are you? Yeah, exactly. But but you made a valid point in that not all of the, uh, yeah, not, not everybody are, in that are, are... setting is a warrior, right? No. Yeah, you know, but but we were, and we were, we had been sent to deal with a problem. I
6: really anticipated you guys trying to figure out a way around it first, but then you're like, no, fuck this, we're gonna go murder shit, <laughs> Vikings, hello, and literally, I had four encounters planned. And it was chained one after the other with almost no role-playing in between because they were so intent on killing things.
5: Well, as we said, a well-executed battle plan is not combat. It's murder. It it was, was, we did
6: it well. It was yeah, we one did. of the most fun con games I've ever
0: run.
5: Because we, you know, we, we had a, a, an ingress into the, the goblin camp, and it was like, well, we're going to go there, 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 and there, and ready, go! and we killed him.
6: I do have to say I was a little disappointed in our druid. Who was standing at the back of the room. That character was built for wild shaping and you did it once out of combat and you did not turn into a rhino and murder things. However,
2: let me let me say I I believe and I will bring our I'll bring our druid up that there was some sweet ass fucking sorcerer druid Combi play that happened
6: That
1: okay, was a wait, good wait, wait, combo wait, wait, wait. No,
6: Stu is back, shut up, shut the fuck up Do not let
1: Stu hear what happened in this game no, 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 no. <laughs> La 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 Stu won't hear this La Blood, la. No. Battle. La, la la la
17: Okay, uh, Tyler Quick question, yes. how the fuck Is a viking gonna know what a rhino is?
2: <laughs>
4: it's Did it's. You
0: steal my fucking rhinos?
4: Pretty much, uh, I think. I, no,
1: a Viking Rhino dude is the most badass of all rhinos. So, I'm sorry. so never Rodney, try to have sex with a Viking Rhino. Just no reason I say that.
6: So Roddy was playing a Druid, and in in five uh, E, there's two paths Druids can take. You can be uh, Circle of the Moon or Circle. I think it's Circle of the Land, and of the Land means you get. Uh, like land-related spells, and of the moon means you are all about turning into fucking wild-shaped animals and wrecking shit. So it was a circle of the moon character, and Rodney used it once, turned into an eagle, right. and circumvented a lot of discovery that the players were supposed to do to jump them right into combat. Yeah. And then never used it again. The problem, But was at one point, when I handed, uh, handed Rodney the character sheet, I said, you're also going to need this, and I handed him the monster manual. Yeah. I said, because you're going to turn
3: into animals and wreck shit. But the problem was, is when I looked at the mechanic, is that it, that I looked at the mechanic and it was about the crit level or the, uh, CR level of the creatures. (laughs) So I could go up to three and a lot of the ones that were, well, actually I couldn't even go up to three. I I could only go up to, uh, uh, a one half with the,
6: with the circle of the moon feature. You ignore the CR ratings Oh, and you can go up to, I think it's half your Druid level. Okay. Um, I will accept responsibility for not explaining I, that, that clearly. Came from the moon, um, but yeah, you totally could have turned into a rhino. And if you listen to the APs that we do, <laughs> rhinos fuck shit
1: up. It
6: sounds Nothing like it sounds like that to more... turn
15: into a rhino in the morning.
1: <laughs> it sounds like that was a system understanding problem. Like a, this is a new system. Absolutely, It's sounded like the the whole.
6: And this this is the first time I've run. The, the, today was the first time I've run Five E as a GM. And I learned a lot today about what I can better explain to players because it's still a really new system for a lot of players. I
1: think five people on the planet know 5th edition better than Tyler, and, and, and they probably wrote the game. I mean, that's, that's... And
2: they all play in the fucking...
1: Yeah, in the podcast. AP. Woo! Or wrote the game.
6: No, have- no, no. No, no. Fucking Lokio knows more about 5e than we do <laughs> because he told Kimmy she needs to fucking action surge more. <laughs> right.
3: But, but, Tyler, kidding, do, you really, you, you. do you really not want to discuss at all? For, for
6: No, I'll, I will tell <laughs> Stu what happened. So, at one point, I had no. a large...
2: By the way, I want to say right now, because I want you to do this, as Eldamy players in your campaign, Stu, we're about to give you the fucking keys yeah. to the kingdom Stu, right here. Do you say
6: you don't know tactics, fucking listen up. I had a large group of hobgoblins exit a cave to attack the players. Bill says, I sent her a sleet storm on them. Sleet storm makes the entire area, and it's like an 80-foot radius. So 160-foot diameter, difficult terrain, and if you start your turn in it, you have to make a deck saving throw or you're prone. Wow. Prone fucks you. So on top of that, Rodney goes, I'm going to throw down an entangle. So not only are they going prone at the start of every turn, they have to make a strength check to break out of the roots every turn. I had like half
2: a dozen. Oh, and by the goblins. way, both both of those effects are a minute.
6: Yeah, wow. con- and difficult, ten difficult terrain. Wow. <coughs>
1: so if they,
6: made I a- rolled so many d20s to try to get out of these goddamn effects. I wanted to flip a table.
7: Oh, <laughs> okay.
5: And oh yeah, two and of there them was bane right. and, and hunters marked
6: and hunters marked. So they stacked. Almost every possible uh, status effect on them they could. I
0: will say that. So the combat was really fast then. No, it still took a
6: long ass Now,
5: I will say that one of our numbers spent the entire combat oh, yeah. flat on his back. You won't say I'm who that you would right be,
6: now, <laughs> Bruce. If, you, no. if no. your encounter relies on Bruce rolling right. above a 4 on a D20... <laughs> okay,
1: I want to say right fucking, now, this is the time just just I say that it. I did something that, that is a th- 1 in 3.2 million chance. 1 well, no, in 3.2 Bruce, two million people. I would That's like how to point out... To me. I rolled a 3 on a D20... Five times in a row. I would also like to point to out save this is not the first on a, on time in one save. of my
6: games that you have done that shit. It's yet. true.
1: I'm, I'm phenomenal. But I wrote a Pathfinder uh,
6: game where Bruce got attacked by a quickling and rolled four ones in a row on saving <laughs> throws four. versus slowing This was five throws. times.
1: Yeah. This is one in 3.2 million times. I did not save. Then you rolled a two. Shut up. That's next. <laughs> so really what we're saying is. five times in a row on a strength set, and I always rolled a three on a d20. And then, what was the sixth roll? It was not a three. It was a two. Really a- what I'm M- saying is Bruce F- just M- sucks
5: ass. M- and the Hasted Barbarian kicked ass. So,
6: Chris, Chris, who um, started her role-playing with us in a fiasco game... Started her role-playing with us in a fiasco game. Shows up to pretty much every Viking d d or Pathfinder game I run. And she wears a Viking helmet to these games. Because she is a badass. And is a relatively new role-player and is... One of my favorite people ever. Aww.
1: Aww. She's I hope I say that again and she hugs me again. <laughs> <laughs> now he can't stand up because he has an erection.
8: You,
2: <laughs> made him you are as pink as the kinky hey, liqueur. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
8: I'm sorry, I'm, I'm
6: organizing words in my head. Chris, Chris as a player is why I run games. She throws herself into characters. She really wants to know more about systems and does not ever go, well I'm not going to say that because people might think I'm weird. She fucking owns everything she does in a game and she if every it. if every role player was more like chris we would live in a happy world
4: oh. he's totally gotten to that
1: morose stage
4: of dude i Jones. love it you man. man i love you man he's, yeah he's i
1: love you man drum now yeah he is totally is. He, he's totally in the modeling stage now
4: we'll just watch that roller coaster come to the conclusion
1: although what he's saying <laughs> it's uh, pretty it's pretty actually man. true so she does so throw don't herself don't don't into know. the roles don't and know. she's fearless in, in certain ways it's 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 good to see
7: but the, the, the Damn it. Four, four times, the, Mr. The, Limpy. the players
6: in my Viking game um, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still learning how to scale a 5e encounter just, There's a great system they have for figuring out CRs and XP values and everything I'm still learning how to scale an encounter They did not make it through
0: all four encounters I, I'm still trying to learn how to scale an encounter uh,
1: you, That's yeah. a Viking account the rhino <laughs> I think, I think, Tyler, actually, I think we probably, if, if we had the time to do that fourth encounter, we probably would have made it through it. Not everyone would have survived, but I think we might have made that encounter happen. It, it was about time. Yeah, I have it, was, to say, it was about today,
6: time. Today, Bruce made me, made me think that someday I'm going to run a game with a character who only, with an NPC who really just wants to kill somebody and isn't going <laughs> to drop somebody to zero. And ignore them for the next person who's standing Who's going to drop stab, somebody stab. to zero And fucking slit their throats There you go yeah. And it's going to happen to Bruce <laughs> <laughs> and in it's fact, a- next time we play Eldamy, if Bruce drops to zero I'm going to turn to you, Stu, and say Just fucking kill him <laughs> Stab him while he is On the ground <laughs> commit careful, murder careful. careful so let me so let me ask here yeah so let me ask this so
2: that i think is as a gm that is always a concern we have is if i actually kill a player dude it's just water why are you coughing it's there just water if you kill a player is that going to then spoil the game for everybody is that going to make that player want to leave right like because player death is a huge thing Right.
0: Oh, player well, death is, is uh, yeah, Player, player death, death is huge. Yeah, character yeah, character more, death is different. Right? But you know what? Here's the th- here's the problem with player death. It's it, it makes scheduling a bitch. Player death. Well, is Well, no, because they don't show back up again.
2: Fuck them. No, I'm kidding. But the, so the question is, and the reason I brought that up is, I didn't I didn't know how, for example, in the Star Wars game. Stu. Killing your player was going to impact You mean the character?
5: Ca-
1: character? Jesus Christ, it's character. Damn. Character?
2: No, killing Stu. Like, <laughs> actually killing Stu. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you, bitch. <laughs> With kindness. The fuck kindness. Right. Oh, wait. Oh, by the way, spoiler if you haven't gotten that far in the episodes. If you but
6: haven't gotten that far in the APs, fuck you. But, but but the question no, is... No,
0: don't fuck you. Listen to them, and we
6: appreciate everyone... No, 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 everyone. not fuck
2: you. No.
0: Make love to you. Yes. So, yeah,
2: listen, There are so listen, many drugs. Listen to them. Don't no, but podcast. the question is, if, you kill, if you kill a player, and especially in a campaign, right, a con game, eh, there's the kind of like, you know, fuck it, it's a con game, who cares, right? But in a campaign, what what does it mean if you actually have a player die? How do you how do you deal with that, and do you think that that, that deals with players? And yeah, he
6: keeps
1: looking at character. you. He says, player, "Actually, he means I, w- I would
6: also ask the people present now: if you're playing in a con game and you get killed three and a half hours into a four hour game, how are you going to react to that?" Jim is standing up. Thank fucking gods!
15: We're going to go to the bar a half hour early.
1: I have I have an input on that be- yeah. before. Go for a- it. As a player. If my character dies five minutes into a con game or maybe even an hour into it, I feel kind of like, well, oh, okay. But if, it, if, if it's if it's within the spirit of the game and the spirit of the character, it might be a glorious death. Okay, cool. You know, it, it depends. But I'm an odd bean in that I don't get too attached to it. All right, I'll
5: preach it, brother. All right, Bruce,
6: you
1: were down to zero hit points
6: in the game. Twice. Zero,
5: twice. Hold on.
1: Is there uh, we have a microphone issue. Stop we're touching. fixing it. I didn't touch it this Stop time. touching the mic. We
6: good? Test, test.
1: One, two. Check. We're checking. One, two. Mike. One, two. Okay, go. All
6: right. So you di- You got down to zero hit points twice <laughs> True. In, in the d d game. Happened. If the first time I had turned to you and said, the bugbear stabs you in the chest, you're dead, how would you
1: have reacted? I'm odd in that I don't get too attached to characters, and I've been like, "Well, that sucks," but you know what? I did kind of leap into a bad situation as a rogue. I wasn't the smartest, and I got killed. I I would have lived with my decisions. I was going I was going for the all out attack thing, and I didn't know there was another one behind me. And if they turn around and Chinese finger cuff me, no racial. Um, I I would accept that. Five
6: EGMs, by the way. Uh, use monsters that have the ability martial prowess, and you will fucking kill rogues in a fucking so much
1: fucking damage happened there. He was rolling like eight dice, and I'm like, "What do they have?" I want to build a character around that so I can make Stu unhappy.
13: <laughs> in con games, I actually actively try to die just about every game because I like the fact that I have no consequence. That.
6: Yeah, I, I I do wonder about con games in that if if you would care less about a con character dying versus
1: a campaign character dying. I, I'm never going to see totally that character again. So I like. agree. I, 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 I totally different. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's just that's like, actually that's actually go the balls out. I don't run right, well, white. <laughs> one white white
5: one one white wolf. Fuck
6: you guys. I can't English. That's why I don't run white wolf games at cons because there are a lot of abilities that require permanent expenditure of abilities that. There's no consequence to in a con game.
13: Yeah, it becomes a cop-out stat, and you don't care about it. But no, I was talking to Stu about this earlier. I find that, as a player, (laughs) you miss out on a certain investment in a game if you're not willing to let your character die or make bad mistakes. If you're not willing to go ahead and just... Take it all the way. The mics, asshole. You you just miss out on a certain aspect of how intense a game can be. Because that kind of risk and that kind of putting all those chips into something really heightens your ability to 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 feel that kind of drama. So if you're always trying to cop out or trying to die or trying to get hurt, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting your role playing experience because vesting into that death is probably one of the coolest things that you could do, especially if you're playing something like L five R.
1: Please tell me you live in or are willing to travel to the Pasadena area on a regular basis.
13: My mother lives in Pasadena. I go there oh. on a regular. Goddamn right,
1: your mom. Oh, snap! Your mama! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> now, who yeah. has the erection, Tyler? <laughs> okay, so oh. so
6: earlier in my in my first game, the barbarian player realized that he had this ability that would that would give him a level of exhaustion after every time he used it, and if you reach six levels of exhaustion, you just die. Period. And I told him, I said, if you get to the point where you're going to reach the sixth level of exhaustion by using that ability, whatever you decide to do while you're using that ability is going to happen because it's fucking amazing that you're willing to kill a character to make things happen. Yeah. Yeah.
13: Because you got to understand sometimes the effect of what you're going to do is sometimes more important than what the character believes his worth is. And I like it. And true heroes are like that. And if you want to play one, that's the way it goes.
6: I like to run con games as though I'm running for people who have never played before. And let them, the players want to be badasses. Let that happen. Yeah. If they say, I want to do this thing that is probably going to kill me, but it'll be cool. Fucking let it happen.
13: I have so many roleplay stories basically it's just blaze of glory type of things yes. where that just happens and it turns into the best stories and memories you ever have of a
2: character it's like oh he went down like a fucking badass they are By the way I I am now going to create a roleplaying system called Blaze of Glory. Nice. That it's just about you do a thing your character dies and it's fucking awesome. Stu was telling me that a moment of truth combat you,
13: is so deadly nobody to wants to do it so I'm like going oh dude I still want to play that yeah. so I could just
6: <laughs> You got you, you have to sync those games up with Stu so it's like moment of truth Blaze of Glory.
4: <laughs>
2: nice. Moon of Truth
4: nine AM. Blaze That's of Glory two
6: PM.
2: <laughs>
4: no. So this morning in our freak show game, I have to admit I was absolutely giddy that for the first time ever I rolled enough dice that I would have fucking killed somebody. Yeah. I was over you were, the fucking you were moon. Very happy. I yeah I was it, you, yeah you did so much damage to her it tickled me in all kinds of places I didn't remember I had
1: you did so you did such a big explosive amount of damage to her that it took all of her four right. um she was lucky she was trying in to soak Savage World, so she had four times bennies. she failed to soak the damage and it just so happened that I could actually hand one of my bennies to her. And the fifth time, she was finally able to soak the damage in order to just not die. In order to be brought only to the brink of death by that gaping maw of a person. That was so amazing, actually. It was like, wow, that... It is a deadly system. Every time I look at Savage World, I'm like, well, that's a really great system. God, it's scary. It's a scary and awesome system.
0: We got, uh, are there any more 2 p.m. games, or are we...
1: 2 p.m., 2 p.m. We're done.
0: I'm going to call... Up to now. We're we're at it's now. Uh, 150 minutes. I
10: can't feel my legs. <laughs> what does that even mean?
0: Two and a half hours.
4: No, bro, I can't That's feel my
0: legs. That's a long podcast. I would like Nothing, a
4: cigarette.
0: <laughs> so, can we call it? Yeah. Are we gonna, we can call anything it? Anything else All right. to say? I'm not in charge of this shit. Your girl's uh, on neither the- am I. You're oh, not my real hey, dad. Uh, just one, just
7: one thing. Yeah, we, go, uh, Bruce and I are running a game tomorrow. We have one more spot for the 2 p.m. What's okay. the game? Uh, Smallville. Right. It's a sequel to Talmart. We Sweet. are excited. That's that's the, awesome. That's the that's the the halfling game. It's a halfling, and now they've been they've been infected by magical sludge and have developed superpowers. Oh, awesome. Okay. I also want to say that it's important
2: because Stu is the only person who doesn't know this 10 a.m. tomorrow for Star Wars Traveler
4: ouch
2: ouch I've got a 9 a.m. game are you fucking serious? I told you I had a 9 a.m. game so 1.30 p.m. tomorrow Star Wars Traveler (laughs) 2 p.m. Star Wars Traveler does that work for you? I'll text you. You bald fucking! Don't I told you. Stare I stare at my hit points. I've lost a little bit of weight, but checkered shirts don't really look that good on me, bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: I see you've got the like like thirty something foop in the top of your thirty something, fuck you. Do you realize I turned fifty this birthday? How fucked
2: up is that? I know, and you were still You're not I am still wearing like a nineteen year old haircut. (laughs)
0: God damn right. That's a hipster
2: haircut. At least I have hair, that's right. Fuck you. You you bald, (laughs) still wearing a goatee to try to hide your fourth chin, bitch. (laughs) Fuck you. No no Stu voluntarily shaves his head. Yes. No, no. No, it was a bet. It was a bet. It was a bet. And you know what? (laughs) Steve was such a badass. He honors that bet to this day. To
0: this day, I honor that bet. 20 years ago. All right, so 2 p.m.
2: Wait, we have two. Wait, I think all the traveler people, 2 p.m.,
0: 2 p.m., 2 p.m., traveler. 2 p.m., 2 p.m. Orange whip, orange whip. Fuck that. He can get orange whips. Alright Thank you for joining us For season 14 Episode 10 Of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast My name is Stu This is Casey Jesus
1: Christ This was Bruce
0: This is Jib.
12: I'm Dave
0: This is Tyler And I've drunker Than
6: I've been in months
12: This is Chris And I just sat down here
6: ba, 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 ba.
0: And the live studio audience <laughs> Alright Thank you very much And we'll leave with a song.